Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rotating Tap Craft Beer and Comedy Podcast. We're thankful that you're listening. Happy to have you on the ride with us. We are trying to get the word out about uh, some of these amazing beers that we're getting to try on a regular basis. Some of the cool-ass breweries that we get to go hang out with, and honestly, just some of the rad people within this industry. So if you could do us a huge favor, like, rate, subscribe, write us a review on iTunes, uh, and make sure you're telling all your friends about this podcast, especially the beer drinkers. If they've got a favorite brewery, chances are we've interviewed them, and they're going to learn some new things about their favorite spot. So thank you guys so much for listening. Anything really helps us out a lot. Enjoy this show. I think my problem is that I'm just a little bit of a slut when it comes to beer. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderplug, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up everybody and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Tight. Hey, welcome oh. to the Rotating Tap Podcast. I'm Hi. David. I'm Steve Vanderplug. And we came all the way out to Aurora today. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wild West place. West Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> this is West Aurora. This is Western... Do this way? Yeah, just pull a little. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, see? Yeah. We're overly qualified. <laughs> that other person uh, that we're hanging out with today is the owner. Yeah, co founder, owner. A lot of titles of head, Lady Justice Head Bay. Brewer. Yeah. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Betsy. Hey, Betsy. <laughs> I do all of the things we just mentioned. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd you guys wind up all the way out in Aurora, really? Well, do you want, like, the long story from the beginning. Can't be any longer than Dave's uh, joke from Scott. Yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty epic. Yeah, okay, well, my right. joke is very long. short, so yeah. this will be, this is fun. Yes, yeah, sir. So, co-founded by uh, Kate Power, Jen Quest, and myself in 2015. Uh, we're a philanthropic brewery, so we, we donate... Uh, we donate profits over costs to Colorado nonprofits that work with women and girls. Um, and so we opened with this idea of being sort of a social enterprise philanthropic brewery. Yeah. Uh, and we opened with very little money. We had a crowdsourcing campaign. We raised $15,000 and we bought a one and a half barrel system and like three months rent on this tiny little space in um, Mountain View, which is, we were right across the street from yeah. Molly's Lakeside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were you shooting for in the crowdfunding? Was fifteen thousand like under over? Oh, right we were now? shooting for fifteen thousand. We okay. actually raised nineteen thousand. So hey, hey. Yeah, nice. Take yeah. yourself on a trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Took myself on a trip to uh, whatever this is. To West Aurora. To yeah. West. <laughs> what do you do with that surplus? Buy a fur coat from Burlington. Uh, coat that's exactly <laughs> what. <I did. laughs> it's a budget surplus. <laughs> Uh, I what is the line? Oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad! At it. I can't, I can't that? do that the line right reference? off the fly. Where he's like, you know, six hundred dollars can. He's like, I really want my employees to have everything that they need, but I also really love the Burlington Coke. Yeah, 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 Whatever. Yeah. The way that he delivers that line is amazing. But anyway, so it's quite the dilemma. Yeah. New, <laughs> so, new copy or new chairs? <laughs> um, I had recently an extra chair in my office, and I was like, this is a, my Creed Bratton moment. Where I'm just like one more chair 
have one more to go. But anyway, so <laughs> I can talk about The Office all night. Oh, we can. But, we will. Good. Okay, that's good. Um, but anyway, we had this fun. We had this nonprofit. It's not a nonprofit, but it's a. We don't keep our profits brewery. And uh, so we did. How anti-capitalist of you. Yeah, kind of. But you <laughs> have to like believe in capitalism to make this work. It's true. We want people to spend yeah, their money yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we want to pay ourselves. So. so not built on the barter system yet. Yeah, not yet. So we. <laughs> we'll trade jokes for beer. Yeah. Two oh, pigs yeah. for a half keg. We could do this. We could do this. Uh, yes, but you know. <laughs> Sorry, we keep throwing our track. beer. We have never traded it for anything. Um, but uh, so we were in a 300 square foot space, and we did a membership model because we didn't have room for a tap room. Okay. So we did, uh, and the, the, the membership model was a brand new idea at the time in Colorado. Nobody was doing it before, and so like the state of Colorado, we were like, is this legal? And they're like, I don't know, nobody's done it before, but if you do anything specifically illegal, we'll tell you. So we just kind of <laughs> rode that train for a long time. The opposite of, you narked on yourself yeah. a little bit there. Well, That's my good. two co-founders are lawyers, so they kind of, we have to be upfront and honest oh. about everything so they don't lose Hell their yeah. bar. So are you technically the degenerate of the group yes, then? Yes, I'm okay, a banjo great. player. <laughs> Shuckster. <laughs> I don't have to worry about doing anything illegal. Yeah. But, um... So we were there, we did this, um, we did this uh, membership model where people pay for, pay for a six month membership of beer up front and then they would get beer once a month. Okay. Uh, and it was really fun because we would brew what they were getting the next month on the days of, that they'd come and pick up. So we had like, we just got to know, we, it became this little family. Kind of like a farm share yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. We stole it from, and we, we all met, the three of us, Kate and Jen and I met <laughs> in AmeriCorps doing Vista. And so... You don't make any money when you do that. We were making $10,000 a year. So we did. Damn, um, that's worse than comedy. Yeah. It's, yeah. But that was the point. Like, we did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Finally, uh, we're out. We're yeah. out pacing comedy, somebody on the income totally level. It's totally on purpose to make that little money. But in AmeriCorps, it is. So we were doing um, We were doing that. And, uh, yes, obviously, we, uh, we met doing that. And then... Uh, Kate and Jen went on to become lawyers. And so that's how we got. So, yeah, so the CSA, we used to pay for um, a CS a farm share when we were in AmeriCorps as a yeah. cheap way to get produce. So that's where we stole the idea from. Oh, damn. Okay. So, so it was direct. Grew, yeah, yeah, direct it was, rip. Totally. We ripped, them, we, we ripped those farmers off uh, for the, all of their good ideas. Sounds like the rest of America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, <laughs> just yeah. putting down the farmers. Yeah, right. We don't need them. Yeah. We don't feed everybody. Clearly. Um, so anyway, so we did that for it's all just chemically grown years. grain and hops. <laughs> no farms involved. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we didn't preface this. We didn't preface this before the show. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds of of local grain is right around. Yeah, that's really right awesome. There, yeah, so. you guys use root shoot malting, yes, right? I saw we that do, side. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so anyway, so we did that for two years, and we just kept growing and needed a new space. Um, so we we moved out of our little space and moved in. Um, for uh, about nine, nine or ten months with Factotum Brewhouse and did an alternating proprietorship and shared space with them. Oh, okay, yeah. And then we just kept growing, and so we just needed our own space, and so that's how we got here. Um, this used to be Peak to Peak, and before that it was Mew Brewing. Uh, the very first brewery on Colfax ever okay. was Mew. Then it became Peak to Peak. Oh, did it become Mew too? Okay, Pokemon Evolution joke. Yay. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. He was and, playing Pokemon Go in the parking lot. <laughs> and now we're here. So now, 
this is Lady Justice, and hopefully we'll be here for a long time. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah so we opened. Uh, the lease went into effect on March 15th, and then COVID shutdown was March 18th, and so this is all we've known. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's real yeah. soon. So, yeah, it was terrifying. I was like, what the hell did I yeah. just do? Yeah, I was going to say, so I was going to ask if you thought this tap room was cursed, because there was two other places here before Listen, that, but then... I didn't think so at first, because they had good reasons for why they moved on. And then the shutdown came. And then the shutdown came, and I was like, there are, like... There are, like, ghosts and goblins in here. Yeah. Ruining everybody. Yeah, yeah. I was going to well, say, the long the long arm of the pandemic yeah. <laughs> came to smite you down. It's like a really long arm. It's but it like seems so like you guys, longer than I thought it you guys have gotten a lot of really great publicity and a lot of uh, rave reviews, and people really seem to love what you guys are doing over here. So at least, yeah. I mean, is Either, it, you tell me, is it better because you already kind of factored in, like, not necessarily being super profitable in the first year mm-hmm. anyway? So the fact that you kind of, I feel like for a new business, you're kind of factoring in that the first year you're like, Hey, we still have to make a name for ourselves. So we're accounting for less sales to begin with. Yeah. Is that true at all? Or So I have to say that I think we were very lucky in the timing of all of this because we did not have any staff yet to lay off. Um, Kate, Jen and I have always worked full-time jobs in addition to this. Yeah. So we had income. Uh, so we were doing okay. As a banjo player. Uh, my other, other job <laughs> is not as a banjo player. I actually have a job where I get like a paycheck and insurance okay. and stuff. Yeah. So I do, I do, um. Hawking on the street corner in Aurora <laughs> wasn't cutting it. Wasn't, wasn't paying the bills. It wasn't. Uh, it was paying some bills, but not all of the bills. Um, just, it would be nice yeah. if you brought your banjo on the show. I know. It's in my basement right now. It's very lonely. Cause yeah. I went, no music how often played. do you get to play? Uh, now, never. You don't play ever? I don't play ever. Not anymore. even at home? I mean, a banjo is kind of weird by itself. Sounds a lot better with something else, even like a mandolin. <laughs> kind of sounds like it could be from like a haunted house where some pe- somebody's walking it's by. It's very nice if you want to creep people out, for yeah. sure. But I, uh, I haven't had the time to do it. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But anyway, yeah, so I had another full-time job in addition to this. And so we were lucky. Like, we were just so lucky that we didn't have any anybody to pay yet. And... Um, we, this, all of this was, everything that you see in this tap room was here when we got here. So we didn't have to pay, the money that I had paid up front for this space had everything we needed to open. Even the equipment? Even the equipment. Damn, talk about getting an apartment furnished. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, great. I mean, yeah. it's exactly like that. Like, there was nothing I needed immediately to buy to open Lady Justice in this space. Two bedroom, one brew house. That's yep. pretty hard to find. Yeah. In Denver, that's yeah. probably not so hard. And but. so we were okay. Like, we were fine. And and we're doing great. And the community has showed up for us time and time yeah. again. And they'll keep showing up for us because we have awesome customers. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Today is, we're recording on Inauguration Day. Yeah. And it seems like we're not the only people that couldn't think of a better place to be than our Lady Justice on Inauguration Day. Yeah, you guys are busy today. Wonderfully busy today. Um, yeah, we brewed a beer called MVP, which stands for Madam Vice President. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm drinking right now. She's got glitter in her, which is actually hard to see right now because this is a fresh keg and I needed to... Oh, so that is a, it. it is a glitter beer, in fact? It is a glitter beer. I've never had a glitter beer. Oh, I'll pour you some of this. Yeah, I was going to say, I would love some. That'd I will fantastic. say the glitter Whoa. that we got this time is much finer. And so it, it the first time we ever did a glitter beer... We have, for some reason, done four at this point. The first time we ever did a glitter beer. <laughs> what do you mean for some reason? Little... At a certain point, it's because you really like it. It's because yeah. you're just this time arts and crafts time. Fault. This yeah. time, it was totally our fault. And it's fun. Like, we did glitter. There's been two times where I've done it on purpose. And the other time was at a festival. 
And it was really fun because people were paying attention to their beer. So they would like hold their beer up to the light and like have fun with it. And they started asking questions about what was in the beer. It's like a snow globe. Nobody does that at a festival. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. anyway, so that. A totally that different kind of like, haze, by the way. Yeah. It's usually not what people think of when they think of hazy beers. No, it's not, not like reflective blue yeah. particles. No, but we did do a purple glitter beer. With That's awesome. Alamo Draft House two years ago. Okay. Now, Something that I we you're the first person that I think we've talked to that's actually made a glitter beer. Yes, so we've talked about I, it. I mean, we've talked about it on the show. Oh, yeah. but I think you're the first I don't one. They've all made one. They just haven't told you they did. That's true. Just closet glitter beer fans. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Everybody's making a secret glitter beer. So, I, so I the mean, bad joke that I always make when people bring it up is that remember and uh, well, I'm sure it's still a thing, but Goldschlager and it yeah. kind of had like the gold flakes yes, in it. Yes, I hate that very much. Yes, I, but it was the thing. It was the thing <laughs> that we drank that in high school. Again. You know, yeah, it was like no. it was the kind of the move because it was yeah. like sweet and whatever. Yeah. People are like cinnamon, and there was always that a really stupid rumor about how well the gold the gold flakes actually cut your throat and like get you more drunk. Have you ever okay, heard that? Listen, I didn't. I have not heard that. Okay, well, I'm a scientist, so. But I had the first glitter beer that we made. We used. Um, we, it's bake, It's the same stuff that bakers use. If you've ever had glitter on a cupcake, it's the exact okay. same stuff. It's yeah. food grade. It's edible. It's totally safe. Mm-hmm. But the glitter that we used was a little bit like thicker than what's in here. And I swear, I had like we had this party at Alamo Draft House. We made this beer for them for the release of um, the the. I keep calling it Ms. Marvel, but that's not what the name of the movie. Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's no, not a movie, no, though. That's a show. Miss Marvel is a Marvel movie. Yeah, but it, yeah. you know that's Captain Marvel. Captain Thank Marvel. You. Captain Marvel. Thank you, Captain Marvel. And there we is a Miss Marvel also. She's well, Miss Marvel is the character, right? Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah she's anyway. like she stretches and grows Carol her hands all big. So anyway, I drank like three pints of that that night, and my throat got a little scratchy. So right. it is true. I didn't get really drunk because of it. Oh, so it's only partially. And I have, I have, I have not peed glitter at all. Which yeah. Is really disappointing. Did you check the other side? I yeah. haven't pooped glitter either. But <laughs> can I tell you, we had this regular. We had this regular when we were at Factotum. We had a regular, who went and had to get a colonoscopy like a day or two after we released that beer, and he had glitter in his results. No way. And the nurses were like, "What?" Going to the strip club too much. I mean, <laughs> I know yeah. What's going on here? Of all the yeah. things to find out, people's butts are in their samples. Yeah, it might have been the first glitter colonoscopy they ever did. Oh, I don't know about that. I was gonna say, I'm sure ple- like tons of people shove. Yeah, there's glitter. There's a lot of people kinks. eat glitter. Yeah, yeah, people eat all kinds of weird. I saw stuff. this video. Or they shove uh, weird stuff up their butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see a glitter weird, bomb. Yeah, I could. I could see people being really high and be shoving like a glitter bomb kind of up their butt, you can see and then trying to fart it out. Have you done it? No, but oh. I'm just envisioning. Oh, like a, just like like a gender yeah. reveal I'm envis- party? Yeah, I'm envisioning. <laughs> like a gender reveal party? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can see. Okay, like, so probably not the first glitter colonoscopy that's ever been. Now I'm no, going to have to I'm gonna have to look that up on Pornhub later. I saw this video. <laughs> this girl was breaking up with her boyfriend by dumping, like, just pounds of glitter all over his, everything in his apartment just covered in glitter, and it's like, damn. That yeah, is, that's harsh. Yeah. That's so fucked up. I mean. Yeah. Probably for good reason, you know, yeah. but whoa, that's, you're never getting that one out. Yeah, that's a little intense. It's <laughs> never yeah. coming out. No. But so you, you guys, at this point, you just like doing the glitter beer. Do you have to, do you, can you rim the glasses with glitter? Oh, that's a really good like idea. Like an edible glitter? Yeah. I've never thought of that. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Royalties. <laughs> Hey, everybody. It's Steve. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, The majority of comedians out there tend to do podcasts solely for themselves. 
So we're super grateful that you're here listening with us. That's awesome. We're also super grateful for our sponsors over at Epic Brewing Company. These guys are rad as hell. They've got tap rooms in both Denver and Salt Lake City. So if you're ever in town, make sure to check that out. Otherwise, they distribute pretty much anywhere in the United States. So get some of their beer. It is absolutely fantastic. And if you're not feeling beer, they also do a Paca Hard Seltzer. Absolutely incredible. The weather's getting warmer. Can't wait to crush some of those. And then if you're ever hungover, uh, they also have a hard coconut water, which will cure your hangover one way or the other. Hell yes. Again, their shining star really is their beer. Their Los Locos Mexican Lager is absolutely phenomenal. I love it. Their Escape to Colorado IPA is one of my favorite IPAs on the market. And of course, their Big Bad Baptist series is absolutely incredible. They've got all sorts of variants. One of their big ones right now is the peanut butter one, which I can't have because I am deadly allergic. But people tell me all the time that I am missing out. I get it. I get it. I don't want to die, but it sounds delicious. I've had some of the other ones. So good. Even the Bigger Batter Baptista absolutely phenomenal so check them out get some beer epicbrewing.com thanks again bye this episode of the rotating tab podcast is brought to you by hopsonomy it's an online platform where you can learn more about craft beer it's really catered to businesses like bars and restaurants that have made craft beer a priority but they don't really have an effective way to teach their people like bartenders or wait staff how to actually sell craft beer and talk to it to a very savvy customer base so you spend a ton of time figuring out what to put on draft think about things that people are going to like and buy and make your business stand out from all the others but then there's this little this layer in between where your bar staff or your restaurant staff might not necessarily know how to talk about the beers that are actually available so hopsonomy offers courses and styles beer ingredients flavor profiles, brewing, and even salesmanship so that your people can actually feel confident about selling craft beer to a customer base that whether or not they actually know what they're talking about, they're going to sound like they do and they're going to want answers and they're going to want specifics. So go online, go to hopsonomy.com. You can pay for a monthly subscription for you and your team and start selling more beer. Start pairing beer with people and increase your craft beer sales. Yeah, I was going to say, make a couple notes. That's exciting. Okay, so we do have, uh, we want to get you drunk. So, yeah. Oh, good. (laughs) It's a joyous part of the show. We have reasons to celebrate. No, and we didn't even tell you before the show that, like, we're going to basically take every opportunity that we can to make jokes and make fun of the different things we're talking about. So, we dip and dodge into the beer nerdy stuff from time to time, but it's mostly us just having a. Having a fun time. Yeah. I mean, so. how could you not be in a good mood on Inauguration Day? No, I'm pretty today, stoked. Right? So many well, good things happened today. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Just a good day. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I would like to think that everyone is just a little bit drunk today. Just riding the high. It's, for me, it, it's like, I feel like I'm going to be like drinking celebratory for the first time in a, a long time. Yes. Like, usually. Usually it's like, oh, I'm drinking because everything's drinking. terrible. Yeah. I need to forget. Yeah, yeah. And not really a drink to remember. And now well, it's like party. Hell well, yeah. the day they kind of confirmed uh, the election results, you know, it took like a couple days, like after actual mm-hmm. actual election night. It was very strange. I did feel a like actual weight almost kind of like yeah. lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. Even though I knew there was still bullshit that was going to happen between like then and now. It was and still kind of, yeah, lots of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I feel like maybe I like it didn't hit me at first either because I knew that shit was gonna happen, and it's like what you knew people were gonna storm the Capitol. I mean, building. I mean, I knew shit was gonna go down. I didn't know that's, but like, what if they stormed the Capitol and the result was different? 
that totally would have been believable on election night, or like that yeah. when they announced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this terrible, terrible comic who we're not going to name because he doesn't deserve it was like stand-up comedy dies in the Biden president's presidency, and it's like, listen, you don't <laughs> have to talk about David Rodriguez like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, David's great. Uh, this other person, Comedy just, Fort Fort Collins. Go check it out. It's a new stand-up comedy club that's oh, up there. Yeah. And a friend, some friends of ours opened. Yeah. I like David Rodriguez. This other person who shall not be named. Yeah, I'm just so kidding. Hard. It's not David. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he he's like, stand-up's going to die with Biden. It's like, I hope you quit. I hope you fucking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really shitty thing to swear. say. Oh, God. Yeah. Steve's upset. But anyway, we want to. this is a joyous this occasion. This is the part where we do this. This is the part where we okay. chug the beer. So we okay. have. You have a unique system here. Yeah. So listen, we do 13-ounce pours here. Okay. Because um, you make more money when you do 13-ounce pours. Fair. I yeah. did the math, and that's how you were asking the budget at the beginning of the year. That's how we survive. That's how we're making it up, so three ounces at a time. To do to do the 16-ounce pints challenge, I, I have two 8-ounce pours of beer. Double fisting. Yeah. You respect the rules, and I appreciate okay, that. So all I'm doing is chugging this, and you're going to time it? Yeah, and then yeah, as I soon mean, as you're done. we talk some shit while you do it. Yeah, we're probably going to talk oh, a little so bit of shit. To, like, you're going to have me... Okay. Yeah, and then as soon as you're okay. done, you tell us the joke. All right. But you have to tell us what what you're chugging. Oh, okay. Can I preface the joke, too? Yeah. Okay. You can do whatever you want. This is your time. So I'm from St. Louis, and I did not know this when I was growing up. I learned this after I moved away to Denver and went to college. St. Louis, whenever, uh, during trick-or-treating, you have to tell a joke to get your candy. Seems like a good policy. Whoa. And, and that, this is a very regional thing. Like, I did not know until I went to college and met people from yeah. not St. Louis. They were like, what the hell are you talking I about? I never heard that, but it yes. explains a lot about Nelly. So, so my <laughs> joke is going to be the joke that I told when I was five years old to get my candy. So it is, it's the only joke that I can quickly bring up. Yeah. But it was consistent. It was consistent. Stage and it got me candy every time. And then I also did this little move, too. At the end, there's a dance move where you go like this. Oh, good. That's why we've that's got the camera. The yeah. yeah, that's great. So. <laughs> and we'll It'll make, sure make a lot more sense when you hear it. So I, I will say, I think that I'm funnier than the joke I'm going to tell, but it is the only joke that I ever remember. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. It's my Halloween candy joke. Love so it. the five-year-olds in the room are going to love this. Yeah, movie. all the five-year-olds listening to the beer comedy yeah. podcast. Yeah, we mostly target the underage demographic. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take my mask fully off because I don't want any interference. Yeah, sure. That's fair. All it's right, definitely so hard to drink through this. a mask. Yes, you're just chugging. Okay. What is it you're chugging? The Liberty Lager. Okay. Okay. Love it. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Oh, yeah. All right. Double fisting. Classic move. Why would you just want to have one? That's a tight transition. I like that. that. Yeah, a little smooth. exchange from right to left. All right. All Boom. Right. Clear. For if you got a burp, for... please do it into the microphone. Ooh. Hell yeah. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> for the switch, that was, that was a really smooth Thank switch. You. Yeah, that was I'm respectable. Pretty, I'm actually pretty good at chugging beer. Yeah, we noticed. Yeah. We, we were here the whole time. Yeah. I didn't want to <laughs> psych myself out and say anything beforehand, but Some it's one of the real, things I'm pretty good at. Some people get real worked up before yeah. the chug. They're like, uh, I haven't done this in years. I'm actually glad I read your notes like a month ago and not today because I would have probably psyched myself you out. You think so? Like, oh, fuck. I would have practiced earlier yeah. and gotten really drunk. Yeah. Do you guys do a lot of beer shots here? I know that's like a popular Colorado thing. We don't. Thing. And the only time I do beer shots, I got to tell you, that place that is the best at beer shots is Renegade and then Brews. No. Shoots. Who's the other Bayer? place that's really good at beer shots? 
But Crystal, who used to be the tapper manager at Renegade, is now at um, Bear Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what you just said? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. It's okay. Nobody pays attention. So, <laughs> I, work so, with, I work with Steve. Who are nobody, you again? What are nobody you listens to this podcast. Who the hell is this guy? So, yes, Bear. So you knew this. Yes. Do you know why they're so good at beer shots? Because of Crystal, the tavern mm. roommate. Okay, no, I didn't she know she... She brought it from Renegade. She brought over at that tradition, so. that culture. I am making this up, but I think I'm... I, think I'm so <laughs> I am completely making up this statistic. So if you ever to talk to Crystal or anybody from Bear, yeah. ask them because... Yeah, we've had those guys on the show. The uh, owner's still on the top ten, I believe. Top five? He's top five, Ryan, yeah. yeah. On the Chuck leaderboard. Top five and what? Like Chucky? the Chuck leaderboard, yeah. yeah. I didn't beat him? Well, we haven't uh, revealed that quite yet. Right. You, okay, haven't, you haven't even told us a joke yet. So. Oh, my God, my joke. Anyway, so Crystal is really good at beer shots. So anytime that somebody from, Shout like, the Renegade crew comes here, that's when they buy me beer shots. But, like, other than that, I don't, I never think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just know some places it's, like, a tradition. They'll just, like, if you come in and instead of a shot of liquor or whatever, or they'll yeah. just do it with the staff. Like, it's part of the culture. Yes. Yeah. And I will say, we haven't really had, because of COVID, we have not had a good... Amount of time we have like, lacked culture. Be able to hang out with each other. We had our staff holiday party last week, and we did a whiskey tasting virtually with Talnua Whiskey uh, Distillery in um, Arvada. So we've been trying to have fun on the internet. Yeah. Sure. In different anyway. ways, other than an OnlyFans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, just trying to have fun on the internet. We're just trying to have fun on the internet. <laughs> Clean, wholesome ways by getting like pretty drunk on whiskey. Yeah, that doesn't involve okay. email chains. Okay. My joke. Good joke. Are you ready for the joke? Oh, yeah. Is somebody chugging gonna... again? Are you... No, no, no. We do this far too often. We're pretty oh, bad at it. Yeah. So my joke is... But I want to get the dance on. Oh, my Video. dance. Yeah, I yeah. need to stand up for this yeah, joke. Yeah. Okay, okay. Great. So, what kind of fish has two knees? What the hell's a tuna fish? A tuna fish. A tuna See, fish. Get out of here. Yeah, you don't joke. get comedy. Yeah, clearly. Oh, yeah, you're not. A this is why my career. That's my, why you've been doing beer longer than comedy. I my get it career. Now. Yeah, my career is a sham. I, I, I had a. Uh, I, I had a, a candy getting joke too. Actually, I know it was like a St. Louis thing, but I had one. Uh, knock knock. Is this the one you used to tell when you walked up to vans? <laughs> a lot of vans. <laughs> a lot of. A lot of single home. Uh, <laughs> a lot of homes. sad dad homes. Yeah. Knock knock. There. Candy, there. please. It's good. One. It worked every time. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, but it worked. There's no hook. You know, I like never a tuna told. Joke. Uh, so if you hook? didn't tell the joke, you didn't. I don't think you got candy. But I always told joke because you always meant candy. I've never, I've never had my joke rejected. Did you have you confirmed this with? Have you corroborated the story with other people your age yes, in St. The, Louis? The reason that I found this out was because. A friend of mine from St. Louis emailed me and was like, did you know that nobody else tells jokes at Halloween? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Your mind's blown years later. Yeah. And then so then I'm asking all the people that I know from St. Louis, I'm like, did you tell jokes? And they're like, yeah. And then I would ask people not from St. Louis and they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? That's kind of creepy. Like, I'm like, no, we had to work for it. That's crazy. You'd also think that there'd be like better comics coming out of St. Louis. Yeah, you really would. It should be like. No, a, it did you just hear what I did? It's the joke. It's just a. Yeah, quick I heard what joke. you did. Quick I... punchline. Get your candy and go. This is not like stand-up material. Oh, but if you already have, if you had yeah. that much influence, you obviously haven't yeah. heard a lot of stand-up comics here in Denver or anywhere. 
I know a dude who would kill to have that joke be his, yeah. even in the Biden presidency. Yeah. Wait, you do? You said you do know a lot of comics here? No, I don't. Oh, okay. That's my, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know a lot Well, of we're comics. saying that if there was a regimented time every year that people had to tell jokes, you'd think that more joke tellers would oh, come out of Oh, they would come place. out of yeah. the scene. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who are, like, secretly from St. Louis. There's a lot of Hollywood people from St. Louis. They just don't like to tell people? Or I think they're funny, but I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, no, we love to talk about it. Yeah. You, if you know somebody from St. Louis, you know it. I, I lived mean, there for a summer. I uh, spent a decent amount of time in East St. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's fun a place. place. That's wild. A place. It's a wild America. Did you ever go to the Casino Queen? No, I've seen it, though. Oh, you should go to the casino sometime. that's like on Everybody the, go to the river. Casino Queen. It's a riverboat casino, and you get like $2. Actually, you know Light what? I did drafts. go on there and play blackjack one time. I don't think you could still smoke inside. It was really the best time was when it had this like red carpet everywhere and you could smoke inside and the in the Bud Lights and the Miller Lights were like one dollar and okay. I think now they're two. But uh, Jeff Tweedy wrote a song about it. There's a Wilco song called Casino Queen because he grew up in St. Louis. Okay. Right, when times were simple. I saw him when they were good. Yeah. I saw him tour bus once. That's See, he's story. not funny. Jeff Tweedy's not funny. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were yeah. pointing at Steve, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I know. Steve's yeah. not funny, so obviously he's from St. Louis. He's just not telling you. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have any big hauls from the no. Mississippi Queen? No. Oh, man. Yeah. Just didn't gamble enough? No, I really didn't. We, went, we would go to the Casino Queen to get our cheap beer, and like when smoking inside was cool, we would yeah. smoke inside. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just ripping cigarettes. And then I would get buying like, $2 Miller Lights. Like, I don't know if you've ever been on a riverboat casino where you can smoke inside, but it's actually pretty depressing if you stay there longer than like. Oh, I'm sure that like hour. all the old carpet and old wood. And the old women, old like the old, old ladies with like cigarettes hanging out of their mouths, and then they light another cigarette. Misty's Virginia Slims. They actually do like a walrus fang kind of thing where they see you out of each side of their mouth. Man, Kathleen Madigan's bit about that is one of the funniest bits of stand-up I've ever heard. I've ever heard it. She she's talking about like how. You know, these people are, like, told, like, oh, you know, cigarettes are going to kill you, drinking's going to kill you, gambling's going to kill you. And for the most part, it does. But then there's always the one, like, 96-year-old woman mm-hmm. who's just chain-smoking, winning the money. Oh, well, and that's, like, that line. Uh, I used to watch Grumpy Old Men a lot. Yeah. When I was a kid. It's a goodie. And there was that line from the old guy. Or is it Grumpier Old Men? Whatever the one is where you, like, anyway. The old guy. Okay. Like, the old, old guy. The grumpy like one. Walter Matthau's dad. Or Jack Lemmon's dad. You know, like, the oldest dude? Sure, sure. And he was saying the line is, um, oh, God, what was it? He was like, they were talking about age and, you good? Oh, okay, cool. Can I actually, if, you, if you, I need to grab another beer, should I, yeah. should we pause or should I ask her? We can pause. You want to okay. get more beer? I'll yeah. tell my Walter Matthau de- line any later. Yeah, please, no, tell us now. Okay, so yeah, he yeah, was like, it. basically... Uh, they were asked, talking about, like, what's the secret? What's the secret to living so long? Because in the movie, you know, this dude's, like, 97 in the movie. And yeah. He's like, every morning I wake up and I have bacon for breakfast. And for lunch, bacon sandwich. <laughs> Mid-afternoon snack, bacon. And he goes, and I usually drink my dinner. And then he takes a big, <laughs> long drag off of the stogie. Yeah. You want, can you get us beers? This is my wife, Allison. What up, Allison? Hey, Thank you very much for helping us out. Hey, yeah. Hey, um, hey, I'm going to hey, keep hey. going on the Kolsch tonight. Yeah? Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take the IPA. Please I'll thanks. do the lager if I could. Which IPA, though? Uh, which... Oh, we do have a hazy one. I gave you the clear one. I gave you the clear one. You gave me you the have clear a hazy one. one. You gave me the IPL, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, the IPL. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the IP, the West Coast IPA. Yeah, okay. Please and thanks. Sammy, yeah? yeah. Cool. Sammy, lager. 
That's it. All right, Sam. Oh, thank you. Glasses? Yeah. Here. I love dishes. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, married well. Shit. Yeah, she, re- she actually really does like doing dishes, which is pretty cool. Man. If some stereotypes had to be true. Yeah, Damn it. Really. <laughs> it's okay. My wife, yeah. And this, my you, wife this, does <laughs> dishes. So many, and then she was, she's probably like, my wife does not do dishes. Yeah. Is there, is there, I don't, have you, are you? You know who's really killing the game right now is New Image Brewing Company up in Arvada, Colorado. And I'm not just saying that because they pay me to. I would say that if they weren't. But they are, so it's a win-win situation. They're one of the hottest growing breweries in Colorado right now. They just announced they're going to start shipping to certain states. So they're really about to blow up. So go check them out while they're still the little guys. You can brag to your hipster friends that you knew of them before they were popular. And it is worth it. Their beers are so, so good. They just put out a brand new beer called Green and Orange. It's a gummy IPA. As a huge gummy fan myself, cannot wait to try it. They also put out a collaboration with Cerebral Brewing called Anna's Tart. And don't let the name fool you. Uh, Corey pronounced it a new start. But we all know the Arrested Development references here. And... Don't be as plain as the Ann on Nose's face. Let's all make sure that we know who's going to go make the honey. Go to New Image Brewing, check them out, or nibrewing.com. Get some beer today. Enjoy. Thank you. Are you familiar with like a female comic that does my wife jokes? God, do you think that would kill? Or yeah, I think that would absolutely yeah, <laughs> I think that would kill. kill. Well, the you'd have to really just play on the irony. You would really you have know, to like, do like... Really go yeah. hard on it. You know? and you would have to, I think you would have to get like... Yeah, you'd have to dig deep into, like, the lesbian stereotypes. I think you'd have, it'd have to be a huge trope. Like, it'd have to just be, like, giant stereotypes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, so in grumpy old bed, takes a long drag of the cigarette. Yeah, and then Sorry, he's we've like, been cut I off usually twice. drink my dinner. But then he dies at the end of the movie, so I don't know. But yeah. anyway. It's, but he lived to but be but old? Yeah. Lived a long life? So his, his key to long living was bacon for three meals a day and then drinking your dinner. Yeah, those people are like, uh, you know, the older ladies that are smoking cigarettes at the casino, drinking a cocktail. It's like uh, finding a megalodon or a giant squid deep in the ocean. They're like, there are examples of these people or things existing. Yeah. It's just a lot easier to find the the older ladies. I don't know, man. All you got to do is go into a casino. Yeah, they're a lot out there. They're just all in the casino. Yeah, they're all in the casino. they're all in the casino. It's like a fish tank. Go check them out. See the sights. Question though for you guys, is a beer shot? Because I was going, I was telling, talking to Kel about this last night from Ratio. Uh, is a beer shot always just one beer, or is it a mix of beers? Because when I was working oh, at the Mayor of Old Town, it was always a mix of beers. It can be a mix. I usually, for the easy sake, I think most of the time it's one beer. But I have n- literally never asked. Okay, wasn't sure if you guys had a preference. Do you guys, do you know offhand, if, well, your preference anyway, is a beer shot always just one beer or is it typically a mix of beers? Are you beers? out of glasses? No, I just thought they wanted shorter pours. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, a beer shot is what? A beer shot is either just one beer or is it a mix of beers? I would say one beer. Okay. Always one beer. Okay. I actually had my first mixed beer shot recently at Chain. It was mostly, it was... 95% their orange cream ale. Okay. And then 5% their uh, barrel aged uh, stout. Okay. Just, just a little splash, a little chocolate so, like, orange action. I remember like, how it was Crystal would always delicious. give us beer shots when we'd go into like yeah. Bear or Renegade. And I, I literally never asked her what was in them. And, so, well, and something else that I've done was we were in Charlotte visiting my sister, and we went to a brewery that did shots and then at the top they topped it with like essence of oh i remember that yeah so we had like a 
lavender essence, a rose essence, and a passion fruit essence added to a lager to change the profile of the lager with something really simple like a dropper. Game changer. Love, Love that. Glitter, fragrances, essential oils. Yes. We're doing it thing. Yeah. It's like a spa We're doing in I know. You, you're not getting enough glitter well, on that for your you taste? Know, it's there, but it's subtle. And on a day like today, when a woman is vice president of the United States, yeah, you, you want, want that thing popping. Glitter. But you can, I don't know if you can see it, but it's there. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. It's really fun on the patio because it actually comes through you great like, in yeah. the daylight. Yeah. yeah, we thought about recording out there, but we thought all the uh, shouting and cars might not Coltax be Coltax is a living, breathing character on its own. It like, really you know is. how they say that like it's New York City is like the character in every movie about, New, you know, like every New York City movie, like New York City is the character? Yeah. I feel like Colfax is the same way. Like Colfax in and of itself is its own character, yeah. and I love it. I I think it's so endearing, and the people here are just so wonderful, and we really love it here a lot. Yeah, yeah, keep Colfax changing Colfax is like, I mean, it's notorious for being one of the craziest streets in America. It's the yes. longest street and it's also the longest, and I think there's a correlation there. Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine if it was shorter, then all the crazy would kind of get condensed down into one space? If it was shorter, I think it'd be more boring. Yeah, yeah. Think about a street on your block. Probably pretty boring. And I bet it's because, you know. That's because I don't live off of Colfax. Yeah. Uh, But if I did. I have lived off of Colfax. I don't live here. I don't sleep in my brewery. But I actually did live off of Colfax for a year. And that was wild. That yeah. was a wild time. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're just dealing with all kinds of stuff. Can I tell you a story? Please Absolutely. do. I don't know how much time we have here you got today. Tons oh, of, uh, as oh, much time as you have. Yeah. Okay. Here's my story. It was the night of the presidential debates at DU with uh, Obama and what's-his-face. Romney? Yes. So they did... Good old Mitt. Yeah. So we're talking 2012, right? So yeah. this is 2011... Yeah. It's October of 2011, and I remember it because it was the first like cold night of the year. Mm-hmm. And but they had this big sounds fun, like a ghost story. Yeah, the way that you're describing, oh, you're like it was a. It was this the night, should have been my joke. It was the night of the debates. This is a really a great night. story. Full moon. What up? Yeah, ah. this is a really great story. Yeah, because it's October, and October is a creepy month. Sure. So spooky season. <laughs> <some> <laughs> <say>. <laughs> spooky, <laughs> scary. We're a fun mitzvah. So we're here uh, at DU on the lawn. They did this big event. So they had like uh, the Luminaires and Nathaniel Rateliff played before they were cool. Sure. And they were almost. They were like right at cool. They had just become cool, you know. And so it was this big event. And so they had this little mu- the music going, which was really fun. And then they showed the debate out on the lawn. So if you didn't get a ticket to go inside to the debate, you could watch for free out on the lawn. Tailgating. Hell yeah. yeah. It was Tailgating really super fun. I don't know if and that's the got... best or the worst like background video for a, a concert ever. The debate? Yeah. Well, you know, back yeah. then it was like... You know, we some bands will have, like, they'll have a big video yeah. thing like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going on in the background. Well, yeah, you're like playing a show. Banjo life, and then like Mitt Romney's like in the back, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. But so what? That's this is why I remember that because we had been outside, and I remember how cold it was that night. All of a sudden, it got like cold and like super windy, like a storm was coming through. And so anyway, we leave, we go home, and our our front door you had to lock. It it was you know one of those. Um, it was a deadbolt, but. You had to lock it with a key inside and yeah, out. Like, like, you yeah, didn't yeah. have the switch thing. Like, sure. you had to have the key in the front door 
to lock it from the inside and from the outside. Right? Okay, yeah. Long story short, we had taken a friend to the airport and had her car at our house. And that was the car that we had used for the event because we took her to the airport. We went to the event. We parked the car in front of the house. And I locked the keys to the house inside that car. And then I couldn't find the clicker thing to unlock the car to go get the house keys out. And I'm yeah. like, whatever. It's just like one night. I'm just going to shut the door. Yeah. We'll go to bed. That was a very bad idea. Because Look, that's classic. Like, what's the worst Colfax, that could happen? Yeah. Let me tell you the worst that could happen. On Colfax? Anything. <laughs> and I will say, we, we were at 16th and York. So we're a block off Colfax. So we're okay. like a little bit sheltered from Colfax, but not enough, sure. obviously. Because <laughs> middle of the is. night, my dog just starts going crazy. And at first I thought... Oh, maybe it's either our neighbors or a friend of mine. Cause we lived, that was close enough to like the bluebird and the Ogden where sometimes if people went to a show and they had, this is like pre Lyft and Uber. If they went to a show and they had too much to drink. Jeez, the stone age. They would, yes. Yeah, all the way back in 2012. <laughs> they would walk to our house and crash on the couch that night. Sure. So they didn't sure. drive drunk. Yeah. Don't drive drunk kids. Yeah. But so, this was something that would happen pretty regularly. It was it, regular. It wasn't all the time. Regular enough. It, it had happened enough times where my very thirst, first thought was, oh, that's probably either Ben or Josh. They probably went to a show and needed a place to stay. And so I wasn't really alarmed at first. But then Riley, my dog, like got serious crazy barking mm-hmm. to a point where I immediately was like, that is not anybody that Riley You can tell the pitch before. inflection yeah. changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so I sit up. And I tell Allison, I was like, you need to call 911 right now. I don't think we know this person. Yeah. I open up the door. It was kind of a, I don't know what the name is. I would say it's shotgun because you walk in, you walk in the front door and it's like living room, bedroom, kitchen. Like that was all. So it was a shotgun apartment. So there was only one way to go. And the bathroom was in, the only bathroom is in the bedroom. This is 600 square foot apartment. This becomes important. Yes. I opened the door and I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Did you even see anybody at this point? I saw, no, but I knew somebody, so you knew was, somebody was in there. <laughs> and this voice from the front door, he's like, I want to use your bathroom. And it, <laughs> at least he was upfront about it. it. He wasn't trying like to. like me, to be honest. He was very honest. Yeah, did Which they, I appreciated I try, because. Let me use your bathroom. Because then it? I'm glad he did because I was like, okay. I, I know exactly what this guy wants. He wants to use my bathroom. Like, I, I for whatever reason, I felt a little bit not through. It was still scary, but I was like, I don't think this guy has a gun and is trying to rob me. Yeah. It became like, this crazy dude wants to use my bathroom. He needs to take a piss, yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to let you use my bathroom. You just broke into my house. And he's like, let me use the bathroom. And my dog, <laughs> my poor dog, Riley, is just like flipping out, barky, barking. And so I was afraid he was going to hurt the dog because, like, Riley yeah, was like, yeah mean to him he didn't yeah. he didn't bite him but he was probably pretty fucking scary sure so then he's just like barking at this guy and and then so i kind of catch a glimpse of his like silhouette in the hallway and this dude is over six feet real sasquatch and, of a man like hairy motherfucker still think it's steve i think it might still- be steve. <laughs> if the story seems familiar yeah. to you still, jump right in i still think it's steve so then i was just like 
No, you don't get to. And the whole time, Alice is trying to call 911. You guys are literally just having this like volley back yes. and forth. I want to like, use the bathroom. You no. can't <laughs> use the bathroom, but I want to use the and bathroom. You gotta go number two. Yeah, and at some point, I really thought that I like. I was like, I feel like I'm arguing with a child. Like that yeah. went through my head. So I shut the door and I sat <laughs> down with my back to the door so that he couldn't come in because that dude, I heard him. He walked up and down the hallway. Oh shit! Looking for the bathroom, and I was like, dude, you have to get out of my house right now. Like, I'm not going to let you use the bathroom. Fuck you. Yeah. And he refused to leave. And that's when I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and then... You're on Colfax. The whole I avenue is your you bathroom. We, there is a police station on the other side of City Park. Those motherfuckers could have run to my house faster yeah. than it took them. It took them 13 minutes from the call to get to my house. And I'm like, you guys, I can literally see you from my house. Just come to my yeah. house. They went to my neighbor's house. So the cops are banging on the house to my neighbor's house, uh, the front door of my neighbor's house, at 2 o'clock in the morning. And his name was uh, Mick, really nice guy. Allison can see from the bedroom window that they're at the wrong house. And she's trying to tell the 911 lady, like, hey. Because, you know, the operator was like, I'm going to stay on the phone with you to make sure everything's okay. And she was great. But the fu- there's like seven... Denver cops just like banging on Mick's front door and Allison's like you have the wrong house come over here so then the cops had to come over to our house and what was scary because it's really hard I find it's hard to have a balance between knowing when to call the cops and knowing how to defuse a situation oh absolutely I think a lot of cops have that problem and I don't want anybody I don't want anybody to get shot for no reason especially in your house so it was really hard for me to see actually cops literally burst into the house and they they all had guns drawn and were arresting this guy. He resisted arrest, and I thought for sure they were going to Yeah, he's, he's done. But he was a white man, so he did not get shot then. Well, there you go. But Boy, they arrested him. Lucky duck. So here comes the great part of the story. If this story is not great already. I think it's pretty good. They were like, do you want to charge him? And I was like, I really don't. Like I really, like, I really think that this guy is homeless, and I think he just really needed to use my bathroom and wanted a warm place to sleep. I was like can you give him a warm place to sleep tonight without charging him? And they're like, our standard protocol, because he seems like a little inebriated, we'll put him in the drunk tank overnight, but he's not going to get in trouble. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Right. Like, sure. Just give him a warm just place. Just put him in timeout. Yep. <laughs> I, and they're like, did he steal anything? So I'm like taking stock. And remember, they're like 600 square foot apartment. There's not a lot to steal. So I'm like taking stock of what's around it. I see this plastic bag. <laughs> And I pick it up, and it's just full of needles. What? And I was like, I think this is his bag. And they're like, oh, God. Or talk about a great time to dump your own needles. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this bag of needles that was just here all of a sudden that I've never seen Honey, I told you to throw this away a week ago. (laughs) So anyway, so they give him, they collect his bag of needles. And what's the deal with the Beatles? It sounds like he's the Mothman. It sounds like you would... (laughs) Saw the Mothman. Although I did, I, was, I also just liked how you shortened up a bag of needles with beetles. Beetles. Yeah, beetles. you said beetles. needles. Oh, needles. Not, yeah, I thought He's you not said the Mothman. He's the like a bunch of bugs. Oh, that would be like, creepy as shit. That would have been oh really fucked up. No, no, no. This like one just, of those like traps that you put in your just, front yard. This is just innocent like hypodermic needles. So he has this bag of needles. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, know if that's I, as innocent as beetles or worse. Yes. Have you ever tried to do heroin with a June bug? Uh, well, it's terrible. <laughs> It's hard. So the cops are like, so he didn't steal anything, but he did leave his bag of needles. And I was like, yes, that's correct. And then 
these two, and I have to tell you, like, even at the time, like, being a gay couple, having two cops in our house at three o'clock in the morning wasn't totally that comfortable either. Yeah, of course. Sure. You never know, yeah. like, you don't know who you're going to get coming to your house when you call for help. If they're not cool with gay people, like, they could be assholes. Yeah, they but could I just be dicks they, for no reason. They were totally wonderful. And, but what I think sort of diffused the situation was two things. One, we had heard him making some weird noises on the couch. And Allison, when she was, my wife, when she was walking around the house, she didn't have shoes on. And she stepped in something wet that was gross. And it was either, like, a bunch of spit or semen. And we don't know no! to this day. No, because the consistency. But we were pretty sure uh. that we tried to have sex with Oh, okay. Because when they arrested him, he was like, he was camped out on our couch. Like, yeah. We got rid of that fucking he couch. He was in the couch. He was I, in the couch. I'm pretty I know a kid in high school that did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe it was him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it and was him. So he's like, so the cop just goes How'd to you? Allison. He goes, don't look down. Just hobble to the bathroom and wash your foot off. And so Allison is just like. And granted, this is all at 3 o'clock in the morning. And Jumping Allison around, just leg. gotten dressed. She does not like wearing clothes when she sleeps. So, like, she had, like, panic gotten dressed during all of this. So she, like, hops her way over to the bathroom. And as all of this is happening, my cat, who does not give a shit that any of this had happened. Riley, my dog, we'd let out in the backyard, and he, like, panic took a shit. Uh, like, he had, like, panic. Yeah. I just saved the world diarrhea. My cat was just, like, flirting with the cops the entire time. And just like weaving in and out of the their legs and like purring and like whatever. <laughs> and these cops like all of a sudden are just like so into my cat. And they're just like, hey, kitty, kitty, kitty. I got a cat just like you at home. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're just like, I was like, what the fuck just happened in my house? This to ha- this, yeah, there's yeah. so many happened. So many. So then here's the real kicker. The cops go to leave and they look at the door. And this house is probably this house is probably built early 1900s it's an old ass house that they had turned into four apartments like classic denver whatever yeah yeah and the whole time that i lived in this place there was a deadbolt on the inside of this door that had been painted on like i had tried it and i couldn't turn it okay yeah cop goes right over to it and he looks at it and he just reaches over and click and he goes you know you can lock your door from the inside right and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, you can lock your door from the inside. <laughs> and I was like, I promise you that I cannot lock my door from the inside because I have tried before. And he was like, no, I'm doing it right now. And he just like, this deadbolt is just going back and forth. And, and you, he, you up to this point hadn't been able to. Hadn't been able to do it. And he's like, you know what, ma'am? And this is, the, I was like, you, shut up, old man. <laughs> he was like, you know what, ma'am? Uh, my mom had one of these on her door, <laughs> and she didn't know how it worked either. And I was like, "Get the yeah. fuck out of it!" Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! Jesus, you had a fucking so, text message. I don't know what had happened, but that like deadbolt, I could have locked the door that night, and yeah. none of this would have happened. Would have been my very long story. That's about, a great story. Talk about, about living off of Colfax. Would have been an even bigger kick in the dick if he was just like, "Hey, I got some time. Do you want to learn how to parallel park yeah. right now?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, actually, 16th Avenue is perfect for this. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, as if the night hadn't gone poorly enough to get, like, mansplained how to lock your door. By, like, a guy that I was, like, finally starting to like. You know, not like, I was just like, here's a cop who did a good job tonight. And then he left. All he had to do was just be like, 
And then Glad he left and safe. shot an unarmed teenager. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. Your de- yeah. in his defense, I mean, in your defense, probably more so. Uh, you, I'm sure you loosened it for him. I'm sure he didn't I just tried it yeah. so many goddamn I'm sure times. you. Lo- it's like the pickle jar. I'm yeah. sure you loosened yeah. it. You know, it's not that he was. Listen, I'm a lady living off a of Colfax. <laughs> of course, I tried to deadbolt my front door. Did you? Bo- yeah. Did you both try to open it at once at any point? Like the power of two lesbians. No. Can and I will say, like, like, I think this guy was trying every door. Like, I think he just tries <laughs> yeah, every door. Yeah, yeah. And I think he had probably tried doors before, and ours was just locked. So I kind of think he, like, really did a number on the door. Was like, there any instinct in you to, like, either one of you guys to, like, double-team this guy and just no, tag-team tag team WWE I style? That, like, I, knew, I knew eventually that he, like, once he started yelling about at me about using... Oh, and the, there was some line in there where was he his was dick just, out like, this whole time? I guess that's... That I don't know. <laughs> but... Luckily, it was too dark to see his dick. Mm-hmm. But he was a very tall, or too small, dude, Hey-o. big beard. But at some point, like, I really did, I was just like, he was like, you can't call the cops on me. I have to use the bathroom. And I was like, dude, just leave. I'm going to call the cops. And he's like, no, I'm not going to leave. And I said, okay, I'm calling the cops. And yeah. then that's when yeah. I was like, Allison, call the cops. You, you warned but him. It, like, so I knew he wasn't going to hurt me. Yeah. That's a fun but story. But, like, literally any asshole with a gun. Like, so, somebody who really wanted to, like, break into my house that night and steal a bunch of shit could have had a great time. But I like that guy's initiative. That's why he's the assistant he brewer really, here now. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. the assistant brewer the Lady Justice Brewing Company. Uh, We're here to build up the community, not tear here. it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to say, I've been drinking this lager, and it's great. It's very smooth. What do you like about like it? Just the smoothness? Smooth. It's crisp. What's the, what's the beer again? So this is called the Liberty Lager. It's our, I guess, flagship for this location. Well, actually, no. It is our like it's the first lager we've ever done. Do you have more than one location? No, but when we were at the old place. Okay, yeah, we yeah. Didn't yeah. Lager at all. I, th- I guess I was just thinking because maybe we had, had the, we had the at the old place we had like no jacketed fermenters or anything, so we very much had to brew to the seasons, and it was never cold enough in that building to lager. Okay, fair so. enough. Uh, it's really good. It's all root shoot malt. That one, that one's 100% root shoot. Is it supposed to be, I mean, are you going for Pilsner, Hellas, just American lager? It's like an American you, lager. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, I guess, uh, what would you say is your guys kind of, um, like if you were to try to encompass your portfolio, is it American in the sense that it's all over the place? Is it German leaning, British leaning? I would say, um, before we moved in here, it was American and English. I really love English. I I tend to go drier, and I tend to go lower ABV. Okay, so you want, like, an ESB yeah. mild, oh, we have something an, like that. It's not on tap right now. We have a fucking amazing ESB okay. that a lot of people actually ask for, and I have to brew it again. Because Tell me about all the Christmas presents you thought about getting me, Dad. Jesus. Yeah. It's so good. Give me a good cask it's ESB so any day of the week. So it is not cask. Have you done a cask it of it, though? No, we haven't. Oh, man, I should so try it. I should try to cask it. It's just so good. It's just so good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You don't see a lot of that, like, Ever. Yeah. You just don't see why, a lot of them doing well. So I have been keeping tally for whatever reason. We've had exactly six old British men, different old British men, come in here. Colfax is probably Colfax. the reason. Yeah. A lot They're of actually are on still their wearing... way to the airport, which, you know, like they have a couple hours to go before yeah. their flight. So they like try to, they search for like breweries. They're on, they're on horseback, have powdered wigs. They do, you know? and they park their horse out front, and they tie, tie <laughs> Three their horse. Put a bit in its mouth and be like, yeah. hang on now. Yeah, and then they come in here, and they order the ESB, six out of six. 
love it. Of course. So, six out of six Brits agree. Old old <laughs> British men love our ESB, which tells me it's the best ESB. That's how you know it's legit. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Coming right from the source. Yeah. These are the best people to trust. Yes. You can't trust these American palates that have never had they, yeah. an old world American style. You know what an ESB should taste like? No. no. Bunch of plebes. Just old British men. Go hazy ESB. They get on the plane and they go back <laughs> hazy to ESB. Yeah, go, H- oh, go H-E-S-B. Oh, my God. What would I do? I'm going to do it. Do an oh, HESB. I'm going to do it. Yeah, so do you, do you lean, typically lean more West Coast or are you a hazy drinker okay. yourself? You I was on the clear it. beer train. For me, I'm more like let the beer be the beer. And I'm more, if I if I really had my choice and didn't have to worry about like paying people and like people's livelihoods. <laughs> if I didn't have to run it, a business. I would probably be more of a farm to table like terroir brewer where like let's brew local and let's just let it be. Yeah. Um, but that's, you can't do that and make a lot of money. Sure. So you have to brew what people want to drink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we tend to go, our rule here is, we're only going to brew beer that we want to drink. So if, if there's a style that one of us um, or one of our beer tenders like wants to try, we're going to try it and we're going to drink it and we're going to have fun. We are not ever going to brew anything to be on trend. Um, What's something you refuse to brew? Right now. Don't quote me on this. See, you're about <laughs> to type. Don't quote me on this recorded podcast. As I typed One up, thing up. I have not yet brewed, and I don't necessarily think that I will, unless people really, really start asking for it a lot, pastry stouts. Okay. I think you can get a lot of pastry stouts that are really good from people, not me. Sure. So for me, I'm like, we have, uh, we have fiction a mile and a half away from us. Yeah. God, they have some really amazing, amazing, fun like dessert stouts, yeah. like dessert beers, just go get it from them. They but you do just don't want to throw a bunch of additives into beer? Is that kind of your deal or what? What's yeah, it? not necessarily. It's really like for me having a full-time job on top of this, it's a lot to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot to have to like keep your eye on. Like I, I tend to go more classic styles and more clean beer, mostly because um, I know how and mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to fuck it up. And so between like day job and this job, I'd rather something i know consistent you know how it's going to turn out yeah. and but if somebody was like betsy i'm going to give you a farm and you can go pick everything off of that farm to brew a beer with i would i would jump at it well i mean with all the sponsor money that we're bringing in right now we might yeah, be able to buy that farm that, for if you, you guys could buy me a farm to table yeah. for rotating oh, tap yeah, lady yeah. justice collaborative yeah, farm yeah, yeah you want to own it you could do we let men in. Yeah. Man, <laughs> Good. man justice. Yeah. It's called man, man justice. Oh, brewing. God, aren't you glad that we're not, that, that wasn't well, like listen, the counter? Man justice brewing is like an ongoing inside joke between, like behind the scenes, we make a lot of man justice jokes. Yeah, you of know, course. it's a really tough yeah. time for white dudes right it now. It is really hard. It's so hard. You guys yeah. have had a really hard time. Yeah, it's been, it's I'm been sorry brutal. sorry that everything <laughs> is so bad for you. Yes. But you know what? You, you responded appropriately by like inciting an insurrection. On yeah. Our yeah. Just really I mean, well, how else are we supposed to let stop the steal? Just like, <laughs> just like, I just really appreciate your reaction and not getting what you want. Well, here's that. the thing about words: is that <laughs> yuck. Nobody likes them, so that's why we like brute force. And look at this cool new gun that I bought. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can touch it if you want to hold it. Yeah, Safety's off. You can hold, hold it though. Your gun. But <laughs> yeah, I will say we actually have a lot of really cool men who really like us a lot. <laughs> Which well, just feels like a weird thing to say, but like I do have to say, like, well, it's because we will. Anytime we go to a festival, people get drunk enough to say what they actually think, 
And every yeah, festival, sounds like booze. Every single <laughs> festival that we've ever gone to, we will get at least one drunk dude, but usually it's two or three who will just be like, why is it called Lady Justice? Is it because you hate men? And I just say yes. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Well, yeah, I say I don't up, really right? hate men. It's just that I hate you. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. they don't try your beard. It's probably a bad business model, but fuck those guys. Yeah, but I that mean, seems like that's kind of part of your business model. Yeah, right? totally. Is to right. make a statement. Yeah. 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 You have to, you take, that's, it's, if you want to be all encompassing for everybody and support every single ideal, then that's one thing. But if you want to make a stand and support causes that you're into, yeah. then yeah, you're going to be ruling say, some people out. But are those the people not, you want coming in here? We don't tend to attract the crowd of people who aren't into our mission. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Usually the people who come in here want to support us for whatever reason. And if they don't like it, then they, they don't come back. Man, you guys are okay. like a brain aneurysm for the guys on Facebook that are like, why do they got to bring politics into beer? It's like the whole yeah, brewery is actually based <laughs> on politics. I'm like, listen, you dumbasses. Everything is politics. But one of I the mean, funniest it, ones I, mean, I ever got. I mean, isn't even politics, though, technically? Like, it's, I don't feel like you're fighting for, like, certain bills to be passed. Uh, no, we like, actually try to stay. When um, our business, our tax model when we first opened was an l3c which is low profit limited liability company which was set up by the federal government to be social enterprises so like tom's shoes was why they set up the l3c okay yeah, yeah. under that tax identification we actually could not be political that's one of the rules so we were we were definitely not political when we moved in here i switched it over to an llc so that we could be political a little bit and not get in trouble for it but like we could not provide beers to political fundraisers before we moved into this tap room. And so like we couldn't be political. So the idea became sure. that like, hey, this these are the things that we're about and Republicans and Democrats and independents and libertarians can actually all be about wanting to support making their communities better. Sometimes it's when it has anything to do with anything social though, like any social justice or anything like that, like a woman's issue is political. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the de- yeah. that's the de- like that's yeah. the deal. Is like so if you take a stance on anything yeah. that happened that there a law is either put into place or questioned or anything like that, it becomes political, right? So if you make a statement about it, people yeah. are like, "What do you got to bring politics well, into beer?" I guess you know, like you guys, it's fucking uh, annoying. Yeah, you're right. Like you're not people. You know, that's the thing is that it, bars and breweries started out as community centers, basically where people mm-hmm. could talk about ideas and well, me. I'll talk about that all day. Yeah. My so, other thing is I have a master's degree in theology, and I could do a whole and podcast. And play the banjo? God damn. I'm, and no. you brew beer? Yeah, see? And it's all connected. Trust God. me. Why she got to be a lesbian? I'm just I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, you know, what do they call those? Unicorn? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I'm really great, and a lot of You're people. You're just really great. Me. Yeah. A Regardless of, of sexual orientation, yeah, exactly. just a fantastic yeah. person. So, but uh, part of it. What I like to talk about, because I, I grew up in a church background, and in like a progressive church background, but a church back background nonetheless, that eventually like is being pretty mean to gay people right now. So I left, I left church Bro? life. Yeah. Is it Westboro? LDS? No. Not, nah, I said progressive. No. Yeah, but neither so, one of those are very progressive. Yeah, I am not, yeah not LDS uh, and not Westboro. But so anyway, so like... Uh, my whole thing was that actually churches are dying. I could do a whole podcast about this, but the short version is... Please, we'll churches, turn our mics off. Churches <laughs> used to be community places. They used to be places where people could gather, they could make friends, they could bring their families, they could hear some sort of message that would make them think and make them maybe 
make good choices and be good to other people. Yeah. And that's dying now. Like, people don't go to church anymore. I think for kind of good reasons. Not all churches are bad, but, like, a lot of churches aren't doing it right, and they're being mm-hmm. shitty. And I think our general society is like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, we live in a very inclusive society. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, yeah. and a lot of churches tend to be exclusive. Like, yeah. you can't be because of this, this, and this, and if you want to be in the – it's a it's a club. Yeah. And it's guess like a club what? mentality. Oh, they're all wrong. If you follow, like, if you actually read what Jesus was about, they, they're absolutely 100% wrong. Sure. So the whole thing is. But like, they ain't here to Jesus, hear about that. As far as I know, Jesus was about being a straight white man. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a very straight white man with very blue eyes. Hello, wife. Hey, are you talking Allison. about me right now? <laughs> <laughs> you do look a lot like the painting that I have of Jesus. A, modern day Jesus. Beating, strangling? No. We were talking about the good Lord and Savior, Jesus yeah. Christ. Why don't, you come, blonde, why don't you come to church this Sunday? And we'll blonde, talk. Blonde-haired, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus is what we're talking about. Uh, well, yeah. I deeply misheard the beating strangling. Oh, well. That's okay. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> What's up? We have a table that you can sit on with my paper. Oh, okay. You got to peace out for a sec? Yeah. 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 And then if, uh, can we grab another beer yes. on your way back? Yeah, I'll try the hazy if I could. Yeah. Uh, and then dealer's, dealer's yeah. choice. But oh. tall pour, please. Tall pour. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, I haven't been out this far. Because like, this is, for anybody that doesn't know, this is pretty far outside of Denver. Yeah. And it is pretty, like, I, don't, I can't think of a lot of other breweries that are even out this way, but I know these guys have been getting a lot of, like, really great attention. Yeah, uh, I mean, Fiction is good. They're down the street. That's the first place I had a glitter beer. Really, the only place, first and last place. Apparently, it's just a, it's like a super hyper regional craze that's yeah, happening in Aurora. Just East Colfax glitter beers. Uh, yeah, uh, the beers are good so far. Uh, pretty impressed, and I like, you know, uh, I don't know. It just sound like we're like boarding an airplane from time to time. Yeah, you can hear the engines humming. You can yeah. hear the doors ringing. But I mean, we had to come to the back. So we're in this like tiny little, we're in the brew house. Yeah. And we're crammed in here. We're using a makeshift table, just a piece of sheet metal on top of two kids. Just making life work. Yeah, because they're so fucking busy today. Yeah, which is great. Which I actually do want to ask her, um, what was like the vision for four sales? Because it's not really a huge tap room, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah. So usually, if you have but a smaller can, tap room, like, I've seen cans at like Molly's. Right. Stuff. So I guess what I don't know is like how big does their distribution footprint go, and like what was the kind of grand yeah. plan for that? Yeah. Well, I would answer that if I was Betsy. But no, I'm I know, not. and I'll I'll ask her for sure. But yeah, the beers are solid, and I hadn't really had anything from them before. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're out here uh, to like do the thing with these guys, and I do want to get. I mean, she's very passionate about. Uh, things that are important to her, like not outside of beer. So it is really right. neat to use beer. And I feel like you saw that a lot this past year, where people are trying to use beer as a vessel to do good things in their community. You saw it with different beers that were supporting efforts uh, for the wildfires that happened in Colorado and California. Yeah. There was the Black is Beautiful beer that was going to support uh, minority communities and different organizations that were a part of the BLM movement. Lightco is the veterans beer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool to see that. I mean, that's the thing is like, unfortunately, people take that politically. Like, there's going to be people that are really like feel different ways about the wildfires. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like the people that start them and the people that hate them. That's I supported I supported this brewery until they made a beer for the Colorado wildfires. And then yeah. when I watched the news, the wildfire over in Cameron's Pass had BLM made out in the sun, <laughs> made out in the smoke. Clearly, clearly, they fucking planted those trees there. Yeah, <laughs> it was really funny how right around the time the wildfires were kind of hitting their peak was when the, all of the anti-masker talk really started to get louder. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, you would wear a mask in a wildfire, right? It's like, just because yeah, you yeah. can see the thing, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we should wear a mask. That'd be yeah. stupid. It's, Not uh, to. it's real smoky out here. Maybe yeah. we should uh, put this on. Yeah. But that's why when people say, like, stay out of politics, like, what do you mean? Like, these are people. They're a part of a community. Like, what do yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I would, I would have a hard time. Like, we, have, we run the sh- show and granted we're comics but it would be like if somebody said keep politics out of comedy i mean i've heard that too but i personally like and i mean honestly it depends on the room but like certain rooms you don't want to talk about politics yeah but in this sense we're really not we're telling jokes on the podcast but i'm not gonna like stay away from a subject matter because i think it might bug somebody in the the podcast but you might not like i would what about a live show oh a live live show show, yeah i don't really but i don't really do a lot of political humor because i don't really know that much about it so I'm not gonna make a joke uh, yeah. about I'm, I'm not gonna make a joke about something that I don't really fucking I don't really know anything about. But I mean, like that's the thing is like it doesn't really matter. Like no matter what you lean towards, like I have political material, but it's like only good for certain. If you're super right wing and you're making fun of liberals, you're not gonna go into like the big city and like make fun of the audience. Same with like I'm not gonna go to the countryside and be like. You dumb Trump supporting rednecks. Right, like, do a bunch of Trump jokes. Yeah. The only time that really works is if you make fun of both sides. Because I've seen comics that succeed with it. Granted, this was like four years ago, so the climate was very different. Yeah. But if you're making fun of both sides of the aisle evenly, then it seems to go over a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to make fun of both sides, for sure. Yeah. There's, yeah. But I just, a lot of people, a lot of comics don't write about both sides. They only write about one. Yeah. Whereas, and, like, I do write about both. Well, and I get it. We both have our political leanings and where we think the right and the wrong thing to do is, but it's very prevalent that most comics tend to be liberal, right? Most. Most yeah, t- yeah, most yeah. comics. T- I yeah. mean, there's, yeah, there's, of course there's some conservative comics, but not a lot of really famous ones. There's a handful of them. A handful. Yeah. But, I mean, the majority of other comics, like famous comics, tend to be liberal. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that mostly has to do with the fact that liber like being more liberal and quote unquote progressive has to do more with like freedom of ideas rather than because I think with some conservative comics it winds up being about like they're playing up on stereotypes or they're being racist or they're uh, marginalizing somebody like a community because like a lot of times that I've seen that people are like they're really they're really playing up some stereotypes to be sure funny. oh of course and that's the funny yeah, part yeah. in some ways is they say something outlandish like i mean i do think that part of it honestly might be like accessibility to stage time because the city team tends to be more liberal and the rural parts where there's not a lot of mics tend to be more conservative mm-hmm. and so you don't really get stage time out there and like anybody can do a character you know what i mean anybody can be a lit like a character either left or right. I know conservative comics who have a liberal character. Stephen Colbert is a great example where he's a liberal comic, but his character was super right wing. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's, I think it's a lot of accessibility to stage time. Yeah. Or 
I mean, you can be a liberal or a conservative comic and not talk about politics, right? Like, just because you're conservative doesn't mean you have to talk about politics and, and vice versa. It just seems as though, and I guess it is very dependent on where you're telling the jokes, but, I mean, we're surrounded here by people that it's okay to, like, tell whatever liberal. All set? I'm dealer's choice guy. You got the Merkel's Thursday. Hell yeah. Thank you. Daisy. I also went with Daisy. Yeah. I don't know why. I forgot I had this. Oh, we can always show. Catholic mass style. Yeah. Just pass it, pass it around. Just keep going. We were just talking a little bit about how in comedy, they t- comics tend to be very like liberal leaning and you don't get as many conservative comics. But then we were also kind of talking about how sometimes people say like you should keep politics out of comedy and... I just don't understand. I don't understand that sentiment because it's ultimately up to us to live and die with the consequences of what we want to talk about and stand for. So when people make statements like that, it's hard because you're like, I'm a, like, especially for you guys being a business, like we're people, like we're a part of this community. So for us to feel like we can't make a stand because it's going to affect our bottom line is, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the intentions, like what you are as a business. Yes. Like, so for us, and this goes, this kind of goes back to the Jesus thing. So Jesus always figure, does. Always does. Yeah. <laughs> was actually sort of this radical person who was who was actually preaching something that was against the Roman Empire. So if you if you actually know what is going on in the Bible with these stories, he was very much standing up to bad people in government. Yeah, the oppressors. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, his whole thing was like, the way this country and this nation is going right now is not good and we're treating people badly and we should probably change it. But what had happened was, you know, that people get a hold of stories and they make them into their own. It's like, you know, what we all do. And so when when you're coming from a place of privilege and when you are the person who benefits from, like, from society doing bad things to other people for your benefit. Yeah. Of course you're going to tell the story in a different way. So that's where we're at right now. We're like, all of these people are saying, well, I want you to keep your politics out of stuff. And I'm like, you're talking about this. Oh, is she here? Oh, great. Tomorrow we're doing, um, you I see a lot of food and I don't yeah, see any of it landing sugar. on this table. It's not. It's a <laughs> People paid a lot of money for that food. Yuan Wonton is like one of the most popular food trucks in Denver. And, and they just did a partnership with us where people bought, um, a dumpling kit uh, and a six pack of beer to pick up here tomorrow. So she is um, wonderfully early delivering really cool. all these awesome, all this awesome food. This is going to happen a lot because there was 50 of them. That's good. Sold out in like 11 minutes. Crazy. Wow. But anyway, so yeah, so for That's us. That's right on par with Nellie's. Yeah. Louis. Oh, don't even get me started on Nellie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like for us as a business, our thing is, is that our main goal is that we want people to feel comfortable in this space. We want anybody who walks into here to feel like they belong here. Right. And you should be able to walk into a brewery and see, because I think that breweries are starting to become the new churches. Like we need public gathering places where people can talk about things that are important to them. That's interesting because I feel like breweries are becoming the new comedy clubs. Well, maybe comedy clubs were the old maybe, churches. Maybe they're the new you ever churches. You think about that? If you ever get the right preacher, it's basically a comedy club. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you get the right comic, it's basically a church. Yeah. yeah. See? <laughs> it's a TED Talk. But, like, 
places where you could talk about stuff that's a little bit edgy that you're allowed to and I think that's what's great about comedy is you're allowed to talk about things on on this stage of comedy so you could sort of say what you really think or say what you don't yeah. think you can yeah, yeah. play devil's advocate or you can say some sort of like you know racy faux pas stuff under the guise of comedy and you could get people people decide right at the moment when you say something yeah. if they're going to laugh or not yeah the judgments right, right away like people really do make a snap decision about who their own morals and what they think about stuff yeah. with comedy which is why it's really great mm-hmm. sorry this is it? Tony from next door which means something is happening what's up Tony <laughs> yeah Yeah, totally, man. We got you. And we're back. Uh, we were talking about things that aren't very important, religion and politics. Yeah, so basically, like, the whole thing is, like, it always is. And the way that our public discourse has gone anyway, social matters have become political talking points. So, like, you can't you can't get away from it. Well, my so question, for us is... My question for you, then, would be, um, at in a taproom space like this, Obviously, it's easy to like say, "Hey, everybody's welcome here," as long as it aligns with exactly what you believe, right? Well, so, that doesn't always happen. So that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So, like, how, as long as somebody's not being violent or like angry or aggressive, like, are you will, are you, are you quick to like toss somebody out just for having like a difference of opinion no, and debating it? No, not at all. I am all for the conversation and the debate. If you come in here and you start saying anything inappropriate about anybody, yeah. Yeah, I'll just kick you out. Especially, just like, the tone, that. right, and the approach. Yeah. Like, like, read the fucking room. Yeah. So, yeah. And, so a good example <laughs> well, of this... most comedians. Yeah, that's a comics <laughs> thing, too. <laughs> yeah, right? People are really yeah. bad at <laughs> Turns out that craft beer and comedy are very similar. Very similar. But so for us, is like, I would rather have the conversation. I would rather have somebody know that there is a place that believes in making their community a, a positive place. Yeah. Believes in social enterprise. Believes in filling... Uh, philanthropy believes in women and girls in their community and and can and can have the conversations yeah because it's nice to have a place where if you just are uncertain because everybody should be given the opportunity to be wrong right like i think you should be i think everybody especially that happens that way in comedy a lot where it's like can't you can't be too quick to judge somebody because they made like an opinion or a statement based off of all the information they had available at the time. Yeah. Right. So like if they were, if they found out they were wrong about something or they got a lot of blowback about something, I feel like it's the willingness to correct or at least learn more and having a place where you feel like you can go to and be like, Hey, I just didn't, I don't know about this. Could you like tell me yeah. more but about it? Cause I'm learning like, about that's it. It's not everybody's that open-minded to like w- Especially to ask people who are prideful too. Sure, but like I, that's what I—that seems like the best route to go. Well, for us, like so, the, the best example that I have is that two doors down from us was great a band. was a cover band. It was a great cover band. It just like <laughs> fell fell short. They didn't one have, door. They one didn't door, have literally. an extra door. And they were a a political campaign office for a person running for a local government seat. Well, I think it was a statewide government seat. Um, and it was a Republican that was running. So we had a, a Republican politician who was uh, two doors down from us. And they had a campaign manager and some staffers who um, who at one point 
you know, they, they would had a, ha, would have an event there, and they themselves, as a as a group, as the person running and the staff, um, were always polite, never offensive, and they were fine. Yeah. But when they would hold events there, we would get people who would be wearing just like full-on Trump outfits and, like, really had a statement to make. Those people never came in. But the staff would come in after an event and have a beer. And the, the first time that ever happened, I was working here, and this was before we had our mural. We have a be- beautiful mural in our world. Of it is. Got Dolores Huerta, Marsha P. Johnson, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So, like, you when you walk into Lady Justice, you are, like, right smack in the face with, like, strong, powerful women who have done a lot for this country. That wasn't on the wall at the time. So so that gives the background. Yeah, talk, came talk in. about on brand if you inherited that as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. We, did not hit, we made that up. Or if you weren't yeah. like, or if you weren't like a woman's political activist, like before you opened the brewery oh, and then wow. you walked in, you're like, well, I guess I am now. This guy, <laughs> the white man who owned this place before you're me like, really had it right. Thank God this doesn't say MAGA. Otherwise, this would be a very different podcast. So... They come in and they sit down and they see our menu and they see the Liberty Lager and the Sandra Day IPA, which is its own cool story that actually had a news article written about it today, named by Sandra Day O'Connor, who was a, um, at the time, conservative for the 80s. Supreme, she was the first female Supreme Court justice appointed by Reagan. She named our Sandra Day IPA, like she actually requested from us to name this beer. Official beer of of, Congress. Is that something anybody can do? Because, like, I'll, I'd like to request yeah. a name a lot of beers. You can. You are not the first woman Supreme Court justice, so we might not. Okay. You're not at the front well, of like, the Yeah, check your privilege, Steve. Floogie's Pilsner has a pretty good ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Kate, my co-founder, tries to name beers all the time, and I, she's very bad at it. I love her for a lot of other things, but not for this. But anyway, so they come in, and they assume that I'm a Republican because they see Liberty... And they see Sandra Day, Sandra Day O'Connor reference on the menu. And so they get all excited and they start talking to me immediately thinking like I'm on their team. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to talk. Like, I I love the conversation that we're having, but like, I don't agree with everything you're saying right now. And I'm a a registered independent, but 99.9% of the time I, I tend to vote for Democrats. Sure. I said, I just want you to know that because it, it seems like, you know, you're talking to me like I agree with you and I don't agree really with anything that you're saying right now. And they, and it was two women who, who were, who were um, drinking and talking to me. And I was just like, I just want to let you know that. And they were like, Hey, that's cool. Let's have a conversation about why, like, why do you, why do yeah. you vote in the way that you vote? Because they wanted me to vote for their dude who, who was running for, state senate and that's still the best way to approach that yeah. is like ask a question rather than make an accusation kind. yeah they and listened to everything i had until to say they left and wrote a bunch of one-star yeah. reviews <laughs> <laughs> and they were like these fucking liberal no that did not happen they were very polite Don't worry, we'll we get into very, that we had, <laughs> we had a really good discourse i disagreed with almost everything that they said but we could talk about it we could talk about it on a intellectual level which doesn't always happen and we could talk sure. about it on a friendly like they were we. I was here and they were here both to serve this neighborhood, just in different ways. And I was like, okay, like, and we would get to points where they were just like, I was like, I actually think we agree on A, B, and C. Like the way that you're approaching education right now is like I agree. And 
They very much told me they were against Trump's policies on immigration and locking kids up in cages. And I'm like, okay, like we can agree on some sure. stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for your guy. I just can't. And I won't. And I never will. But like, let's keep having this conversation. Yeah, it's great that you had the conversation. Yeah. You know, that's the problem is that words are hard and storming yeah. the Capitol building is more fun. Yeah. yeah. Like well, it's exactly. just, it's yeah. just yeah. more so fun. So then like about a month later, <laughs> the mural has come up. Elizabeth Warren came to our brewery once. She's a wonderful woman who is very nice. And this is not a political statement. You guys had Kate McKinnon in here? We had Kate McKinnon, played by Elizabeth Warren, came in. Just a body double to her in the country. <laughs> came in here. And um, wonderful, wonderful woman who was very polite and kind and gave us every minute of her day that day. That's incredible. She was a really wonderful person. So we, had, we have a signed poster from Elizabeth Warren on the wall. We had these quotes on the wall from these from these women those women who i was talking with from the campaign knew who all these women were and they were excited about it so like i was like okay we can connect on this level of like women wanting to change the world about a month later these two dudes walk in head to toe head to toe in trump gear like they bought matching socks together which like i am not the comedian but there is a there is a joke yeah, in there somewhere. this is the most sure. mega about gay couple two I've machismo ever heard of. Yeah. dudes like head to toe shopping together and buying matching socks. Yeah. It was like really, to me- We're gonna show level, these lib cucks. Yeah. <laughs> so they came in in these matching Trump outfits to the brewery one day. And I was not working, so this is a second source story. But um, so they were just like, they came in and they immediately ordered, they each ordered a Liberty Lager. Cause yeah, fuck Cause yeah. Cause fuck yeah, Liberty. <laughs> Cause fuck yeah. And they each ordered a t-shirt, which to this day blows my mind. I, I, that one really threw me for a loop. I don't understand why you would buy merch. But they, it almost like they came in looking for a fight. And what happened was they were greeted by Kate, who is, who is the best person in a tap room ever. She will make you feel like you were the only person, like, single-handedly keeping our brewery alive. Mm -hmm. Like, she is so good at, at, at being in touch with the customers. So she, she did not notice their outfits. And so she greeted them like she greets everybody else. And she was just like, I'm so happy you're here. Tell me about the beer that you like. I can get you the beer that you want. Oh, my God, you want to buy a T-shirt? That's so awesome. Yeah. You sit down, have a beer. And so they were treated with the best fucking hospitality they've ever been treated with. And then, like, five minutes later, Paul was like, who was our Wednesday volunteer, was like, uh, Kate, did you, did you see their outfits? And Kate was like, no, what are they wearing? <laughs> and then she looks over and she sees that they're like, whatever. And so, <clears throat> what's that? Oh, okay. I'm working on it. And then you did what? So basically we killed them with kindness. So they came in, I think it sort of feels like they came in expecting a fight because they were dressed the way they were dressed. And we treated them like everybody else and they, they ordered two beers each and got merch and then they left very politely and like nobody and it was yeah. fine. Heaven so, forbid if you just are cool to people. Yeah. You know? So right. it's hard because it's really hard. It's really hard to see people who who support something that, that Trump represents. I, I mean, that's one thing too about comedy where it's like there's, there are people who have views that I don't agree with who I respect because of who they are as a person. And I will like, say like if at any point those people had said anything yeah, you're, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, one strike, you're out. Out. Yeah. Like I do, yeah. I do not have patience for the rhetoric. Yeah. But if somebody is going to come in here looking for a fight, 
and put on a stupid outfit to get there, that's not the way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. If right. they came in looking for a fight wearing a stupid outfit and said, like, I hate black people, then we would have had a problem. Yeah. Right? I mean, to um, be fair, they probably wouldn't have made it very far on Colfax. Exactly. So it was just a there. weird experience where I think they were just trying to test the waters and be yeah. assholes in general and, like, you're not going to get very far here right. on that anyway. Yeah. Like, you're you're just not. So, like, you can either be polite and have a good conversation or you can just not show up. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of in- interactions with customers that maybe weren't as positive. Are you about to read reviews? Whoa, oh, we're doing is that a good this shit? Right I did now. not realize that somebody was in the beer cooler for a while. Yeah. Like, that just opened for... Oh, yeah, he lives here. I told you that I don't sleep here, but this the guy. Rent is, <laughs> that is fantastic. That is the ghost. Uh, uh, That's the ghost. This guy's from Yuan Wonton. He, we hear he, nothing but amazing things about He is about part Yuan of Wonton, one of so. the best food trucks in Denver of all time. And What's the name of it? Yuan Wonton. Yuan Wonton. Y-U-A-N Wonton. Where are you usually parked? All over the place. All over the place. You have to pre- Changes his menu all the time. It's some of the best food I've ever had in Denver, hands down. It really is. So if you ever see Yuan Wonton, follow them right. on Instagram. That's the best way to do it. You follow them on social media, and then when they're they'll post where they're gonna be, and it will they pre they pre sell everything. So it will sell out usually in like twenty wow. minutes or less. Yeah. I do love. There's definitely like certain food trucks get hyped around the brewery oh. culture too, which is like people will go check out new breweries because of the food truck. There. Listen, if you are a food truck, if you show up when you say you're gonna show up and you deliver good food, you will That's be. That's so hard though. So many. So many food trucks yeah, don't show people, up. Somehow people fuck that up still. So yeah. many food trucks don't bring very much food. They bring food for like 10 people and yeah. sell out right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Every, it's hard. Everybody's doing the best so they can. Hard. All right, so read me some shitty reviews. Let's read some better reviews. If you that, don't pull them up, I can, oh, gotta, I can tell you from that list where they are. We got to read uh, We got to read your time. Yeah, would you like oh. to know how your chug went? This yes. is often how the show goes, is that we get sidetracked. This is the only reason I did this show is so that I knew how fast I You didn't even I remember chugged. that it was happening. That's true. <laughs> Uh, So, with two separate beers and a transition included, your time came out to 7.92 seconds. Very good. That's less. All right, let's think about this. Uh, uh, A pint is 16 ounces. Yes. So that's less than two seconds an ounce. Yeah. Okay. Impressive. Pretty good. What was the time again? Uh, 7.92. Which puts her in about what place? Uh, about halfway. Right what? in the middle. So probably like 50. Tell uh, me, who's number one? Who's the asshole who... The, ass- the asshole is my good, one of my best friends <laughs> growing so you up. you might say it's rigged. Uh, it's rigged. No, he's, he's one of the managers <laughs> in the pint room down in Littleton. He's what? One of the managers in the pint room down in Littleton. Okay. His name is Matt Taylor. Well, he, he he didn't have a transition. Though that transition is pretty fast. That's the thing. You probably would have taken a, a second and a half off for the time, though, still. But, well, and what is that time? Seven, what was his time? 7.9. Oh, Matt? Yeah. Matt's, so she knows. Matt's after the uh, three seconds off for his 8% alcohol came to 0.63 seconds. Oh, it was 8%. Else, who's the top one without 8% alcohol? Give me that one. The top oh, one without eight percent. Do you have that denoted? Do you have that marked somewhere? I the top like... one without eight percent is very bitter that he's not in the top. Who Nate? Uh, Zach Moss. Oh, is... Zach Moss. Zach I say Moss. From. He's a comedian. Oh, he's from a comedian. He's a I was thinking of Zach. There's, no, uh, so the, the Zach who owns Mockery. So the last. Uh, so the ten spot is two point four nine seconds. And what was I? You were 7.92. 7. You were seven point nine two. 
All right. It's fine. It's I just okay. think. Okay, it's fine. I want to see these guys do it again. Okay. Can you, yeah, we, we got to have you do it again. When we gather in a place. Yeah. So here's the thing. That's what I'd good. love to do is like a gathering of the Chuggalos yes. where we can, everybody. <laughs> when we gather again, I want to actually, I want to see this in their time because yeah, yeah. I don't believe it. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it definitely exists. Some people go for broke on this thing though. And I know do, you weren't. Do you take into account like spillage? Because if I could just dump it all down my yeah, shirt. Yeah, we take into account yeah, spillage. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. If you wanted to do that, then yeah, I guess we'd be okay with it. We, we don't penalize anybody for dripping I just dripping really want to say that every ounce dripping of that beer ended up inside of my body. If, if a quarter of the beer <laughs> just for goes the down the beard every of the shirt or in the face. Every last drop ended up inside of my body. And, we're, and for that, we're proud. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, we know you're really busy, and we appreciate this time. So we want we'll do uh, we'll do our yeah. bad reviews, which is yes, let's a la hear Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. This is really great. And the reason we do this is because yeah. we love you, and most people do. But then you basically have every once in a while you got somebody on the internet that. Well, you to have to dickhead. stay humble. That's yeah. the key. Hashtag. Yeah. All right. All Show me a bad one because right. I actually know a lot of these. So on Untapped. Yes. We have from Emily J. Who is she? A regular here? Let me see the name. Emily J is actually short for Emily Justice. Yes, yeah. I actually know this person. So you know who it well. is. So it's not even really a bad review. Yeah. I always actually look I know for, Emily I look J. for funny ones a lot yeah. of the time. Emily but, J is a very funny person, actually. And this is we should do a stand-up comedy show with her. Uh, this, ironically enough, this is she. The check-in was at the city of Edgewater Police Department. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's so funny. Yeah, her okay. husband actually works in the industry, so she would actually be a really funny person. Though. Okay, she's so a very I, funny person. What, yeah. what brewery? Uh, he's he's in sales for I never remember. Okay. I'm sorry, Somebody. but Edgewater right. probably Joyride. No, this no? was uh, he used to be at C Plus as the taproom manager, but he's oh. moved on and I can. The city remember. of Edgewater Police Department, very funny. Uh, this conjures up like what would your prison cell beer be uh-huh. if you had to be if you got to sneak in one that you could have for the night, yes. which I do want to ask you. Uh, <laughs> so the beer is called All Right, All Right. Yeah. Taste of Matthew McConaughey's Southern Drawl. Three yeah. stars. Okay, she's being sassy because I know this person. Yeah. She's being sassy. Which is good. It's very good. But better right. three stars. So, so, so I will say. McConaughey's Southern Drawl is only three stars. Well, we can talk about how stupid Untapped is for all night long. Of course. That's but, why we do it. <laughs> uh, I will say that Emily gives very fair ratings. I don't think. I know that Emily very much enjoys our beer. She's been one of our beer members since day one, she's been a repeat customer. She's one of our longest running customers, so I know that she likes her beer. I don't know that she's ever given us five stars. So I'd okay. actually consider a three from Emily pretty good. Harsh, but fair. Yeah. And All Right, All Right is the band that I used to play banjo in. Oh. Okay. And so what would happen was we de- debuted this beer at Great American Beer Fest a few years ago, and we had all sorts of dudes come up to us and be like, all right, all right, all right. These girls keep getting younger, huh? And I'm like, oh, that was the wrong move. And they keep <laughs> looking for a reaction. And like, no, it's about a band. It's about a folk band. I'm really sorry. Those are the best. Is when you know what they're talking about, but then you pretend like, like you I don't know what you're talking about. I gotta give two shits about Matthew McConaughey, and I'm certainly not gonna name a beer yeah, after him. Yeah, yeah. So, question then, just because of where this beer was checked in, mm-hmm. uh, similar to a desert island beer, what would yeah. be your prison cell beer? So, like, if you got arrested. And you snuck one in in your pocket, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm sitting in a jail cell for the night. I want this one particular beer." Doesn't it, it could be yours, could be somebody else's. Oh my! All any beer that I anyone ever want ever. If you're like, I want to bring Betsy a beer tonight, it will always be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in a can. Oh yeah. Yes, in a can. Tight. Corey knows that all too well. I do. I used to work for those guys. So 
You used to work for them? Yeah. Oh, Can I answer the question? I've never been asked this question. <laughs> sure, Steve. If I were to, sure, Steve, let's make it about you. If I were to have a prison cell beer, it would be Everclear. Yeah. Oh. Just, wow, you're well, gonna. That's not wow. a beer. That's just, a ninety. So you you made us ask you the question. What is that? And then I gave you tried to make it curveball funny, answer, and then it fucking bombed. This is why you it don't get asked these questions. Hey, listen, the, the listeners are fucking. Falling out of their right now. They'd be falling like, over if they weren't. Do you think that your audience is like people who like comedy or people who like beer? Because that's okay. It's mostly so they're not people. expecting anything to be funny. It's today. a lot of brewers. Okay. It's yeah. a lot of brewers. Hey yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. they're expecting you there's to be funny of, though. There's a lot of. Okay. Yeah, because though I think that what we were trying to recreate with the show was kind of that vibe. Having beers after the show with the brewers. Yeah, yeah. it's the after brew fest vibe. Where everybody's just, like, hanging out. That's a pretty cool gig, because I will say, like, 99% of the brewers that I've met in this town are very wonderful people. Yeah. And I would hang out with them in real life. Yeah, most that's com- what we most do. Most comics are, too. Yeah. Uh, not all of them. Yeah. But, okay. yeah. Right. Steve, what do you got? Here's the thing is there's not a lot of, like, in terms of Google, Yelp, uh, there's not a lot of negative reviews. Unfortunately, we have a lot of star reviews but I, I will point you to a, a, terib- a terrible one okay. I'll point you to two terrible ones I remember okay, off the top on. of my head please but I want to hear it Steve here's one this one says this is from Lawrence Woods <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah go, go on I know Lawrence says beer was spot on the ladies are helping nonprofits. one amazing beer at a time will definitely be returning four stars Oh, how harsh! Uh, how I harsh you is were gonna, that? On that a, one's pretty harsh because it's such a positive I'm like, review. You liked everything that happened to you today, but something about you, deep down inside of you, can't give. Not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah. And then I'm like, is it because we're women? And I try not to go there. Sometimes <laughs> it's because we're women. I thought tease. you were gonna. You only got seventy percent of the review on the dollar. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good joke. That's how you. That's, that's why you laughed so hard. Oh my god, that's yeah. a good joke. Yeah, great. So it's. I like it's the Yelp true. review it's style funny comedy. Because it's true. No laughter. People just go. Oh, that was no bad. laughter. Four stars. <laughs> Very good joke. I thought you were gonna read me the one about the the beer not being big enough. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, good. It's okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. So you're you're okay with that? Oh you're okay yes, with getting a bring it up. I will. Like I think this is wonderful. This is my this is a favorite thing. Right, I've this done one's from Gwen R. Okay, Gwen. Gwen. One in or Gwen, two? Gwen, Gwen. 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 Okay. Yeah. So every sassy comment you were gonna have about this being a dude, get that out of your head because okay, this is a this Gwen. Okay. This is from Gwen. Yeah. So it's for your winter cardigan. Oh, I know this is one of the ones I was. Point two five on Untapped. Yeah. Note. I love how when people preface like a disrespectful statement, they say, "No disrespect." But this beer tastes, tastes to like, me like yeah. eating cig- cigarettes. Yep. Not easy drinking because yeah. it's a fucking stout, as the description implies. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. I guess I want to know what brand of cigarettes are you dry hopping okay. your beer with? Listen, I am lucky enough to have so few terrible reviews that I actually know this was our very first terrible review. This was the first one? Yes, it was. This was, the, well, that's it was the deepest cut. And this was Grin. <laughs> we were featured. This was such a big deal for us. We got into Stout Month with with Mountain Sun Vine Street, yeah, which yeah. is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Before we even had this place, when we were brewing literally in 300 square feet, we were in Stout Month, which is like, Kate and Jen and I, we came up with the idea for Lady Justice while we were having beers at Vine Street. So like to be in Stout Month at Vine Street was the biggest moment that had ever happened to us. We took a six stool to Southern Sun in Boulder. Boulder. Lo- no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, what's the one in um, Longmont, Lafayette? 
Rising Sun? No. I forget. I but they only, have a, they I've ha- only been to the Boulder one. And then but I know what you're talking about. So yeah. they have a, they have a um, it's either Longmont or Lafayette location. They're the same town, let's be honest. Well, people there do not like a porter with cardamom in it. Let me Clearly. tell you what. Because if you look at all the check-ins of that beer, specifically at that location, they could not get down with Is it 300 Suns? No, no, no. It was... um, Sorry. I was just trying to find it really fast, but... It's called... Shit, I don't remember. But it's at... That's a great name for a brewery. Yeah, shit, It's either in Longmont or Lafayette. I think it's in Longmont. They did not... Nobody, like, whatever whatever they're drinking there does not taste like a porter with cardamom in it whatsoever. I remember getting that... um, Oh, our green guys are hurt. That's what I'm hearing. There are farmers outside. I thought I just heard somebody yell from outside, I need to use your bathroom. <laughs> His name is Eric, and he he's the brewer at Dos Los Brewing, and he's going to come in the front door, and he's going to have some beer. He's a really nice guy. Fun. But anyway, so, like, that was, like, the first shitty review I ever got, and it only came from this very specific, like, part of town, and I was like, what the fuck, you guys? Yeah, you knew where those were coming from. That's but funny. when they preface it, you know. There's what was the feeling of getting your first bad review? Like, what, how did you it was, handle it? That one was, I'm glad it was so ridiculous. Like, I'm glad it wasn't based off of, like, our service or who we are as a company. It was, like, I was, like, this woman is either, like, a, a lifelong smoker or, like, only drinks terrible beer because other reviews <laughs> that we got of that same beer at different Vine Street, lo- Mountain Sun locations were better than that. So yeah. I was just, like, yeah. I am worried for this person. Like, I very remember I read it. I screenshotted it. I sent it to Kate and Jen, and I was like, I'm worried for her taste buds. Yeah. Because yeah. if you were, it's a lovely beer. It's a They're just porter. charred with misties. It's, She's, an, it's sort of like this English-style porter that we hand-cracked cardamom uh, pods and put into the beer. And so, yeah, I get, like, if you're not in the cardamom, maybe you feel like it was a bunch of used cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she okay, sounds like she spends a lot of time on the river. If you're putting your question. cigarettes if out, I was going to put if I was going to put cigarettes in a beer, American these beer. are the two that I would go with. Okay. I would either go with Marlboro 100s, okay, or I would go with um, shit. What are the like all all natural American spirits? Yeah. American spirits. Yeah, because you and guys care why. about the earth. Yeah. When I was a smoker, because we all were at one point. In our sure. Lives, when I was a smoker, what I loved was Parliaments for the recessed filter. I don't know why. I felt like I was healthier. Just felt good. I liked uh, um, American Spirits because there was, quote unquote, like less additives. Organic. It was organic. Yeah. Buy my whole What I loved about Marmo 100s was I went to college with like a straight up real cowboy from Wyoming. And he took me to my very first show um, at the Grizzly Rose, which was Merle Haggard. Oh, shit. Merle fucking Haggard. (laughs) Played the stage at Grizzly Rose, and nobody gave a shit that it was Merle Haggard. Like, these people were so cowboy that they were two-stepping around the dance floor and just letting Merle Haggard, uh, like, tell them to two-step. And they didn't even care that it was Merle Haggard. And I, my dad taught me how to two-step to Merle Haggard in his living room. Merle Haggard means a lot to me. So the fact that I was seeing Merle Haggard live with all of these, like, rancher cowboys who didn't give a shit, they were all smoking Marble 100. So I would say, like, I would either pay homage to Merle Haggard and my dad... With the Marlboro 100s, mm-hmm. or I would go American Spirit because I don't want 
additives in my beer. I like that you want to straight Marb Red, not like a Marb Light. You no, it has to be, be a full flavored beer. So red's long. That's even better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's a short. Get a little more bang for your buck. You don't want to do a cool mint beer like a menthol. Do a little Newport no, action. No, that'll crystallize your lungs. Yeah, it's oh, asshole. Gosh. I'm not here to kill it. I mean, you could combo and make it a glitter beer. What if you put? Yeah. What if you put tobacco in the beer itself? So when you drank it, it was tried it. It was done it. I'll Nobody, do it. we'll Is do that it. Legal? it can't Can be that be legal. our first collab? I'm go- yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more? This is the one. This is this. This is the worst rating you have yep. on Google. This is uh, the one that Yelp. truly incent- like you want to keep get you me up mad. at night. Or this is it? the one that makes. I also, mad. I'll say that you have two reviews on the not. I come from a catering background, and the fact that you have two reviews on a wedding website. Did they review us? Because I have a story about the the not. The not.com? K-N-O-T? Oh, yeah. I want to hear that. I mean, if you got time. Are they bad reviews? Because we've never... They're both five stars. But I've never seen... We've been doing the show a while. Oh, it's from Gavi and from Sarah. We asked for those. Those are friends (laughs) of ours. Those are friends of ours. Just trying to get into the wedding game here, huh? We were, and then we weren't, and now we can't get out of it. Oh, it's a nightmare. That's our problem with the not.com is that... We have stopped paying for our service there, and they keep putting us front yeah. and center. They just keep coming. Well, of course, you're the two poster child. You're the two poster children. I, yeah. Wow, we have a lesbian brewer oh couple. Oh, my God. That's like we cannot get them to take our ad down. We have stopped paying them. They should be giving you pay. But I know exactly what this one is, this and this one truly makes me angry every time I think about it. Every time. I mean, Good. it's still, it's. <laughs> this is your worst one, and it's three stars out of five. Oh, yeah. So you're yeah. still doing okay. Oh, I hate it. With a passion, and I'll tell you why. Good beer, small servings, too small for the price. And then they posted <laughs> a picture of their fucking baby hands <laughs> next to this beer. And I want to tell you that the angle in which they took this was so that their hand was out, their hand extended before the beer, like their hand, like their thumb is first, and then the beer is behind it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a. Show it to the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks like somebody trying to have a thumb war with themselves. Yeah, so here's, I remember these people to this day. These gonna, people came I in. I gotta make a note to make an audio clip with that. Oh my God. <laughs> these people came in. They were lovely. I still remember these people to this day. It was a husband and wife. They came in. They, I think they lived in the area. They were really excited about craft beer. They asked a lot of questions. We answered every single one of them. We got them beer that I knew that they would like. And what happened was, remember back earlier when I said that I have legally never traded, I've never bartered beer? Mm-hmm. That was a lie. So, <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I have a... I have and a, they say, believe all women. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a friend who's a tapper manager at a, at a really cool bar in Denver. And... Um, they had they had changed their glassware, and so they had a bunch of glassware, um, thirteen, eight, and five ounce. You both drank from the eight ounce glasses yeah. tonight, just sitting in the basement. And so I was talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, this is when we were still in quarantine, so we didn't have to worry about glassware yet. That was the one thing I hadn't bought for the tap room." And he was talking to me. He was like, "Hey, I have glassware in my basement." I'll trade you a keg of beer for the glassware that I have in my basement. So I brought him a half barrel of beer, and he brought me all of the glassware that we have used up until we the, these 13 ounce were in there. Okay. So when I when I got the beer, we had 10 ounce, eight ounce, and five ounce glasses. 
That is what I could get off of my barter in the middle of a fucking global pandemic with this with this beer. Not bad. So our menu had 10-ounce pours, 8-ounce pours, and 5-ounce pours. A 10-ounce pour was $5. And I just want you to realize that most of the craft breweries that you go to, you are paying like 7 to six. $8 for 13-ish yeah. ounces of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah and really, an ounce of that is your your head on there. So you're really paying 5 6 $7 for like 13 ounces of beer. Okay. So we're actually like one of the lower price places in town. But this asshole didn't know that. So he was all mad. But I will say, he did not at any point in his visit ask about sizing, ask about why we were sized, or even brought it up. He was friendly. He was like welcoming. He loved the beer. He loved everything about us. And then... Five minutes later, he posts this bullshit. And I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, think about what place you are in life where you go to a brand new tap room in the middle of a pandemic and support a small business. And that's the review you leave. And Anybody else. not leaving any, it doesn't matter what the review's about. If it's not four to five stars. Like, Well, and to me, I'm like, if that review was, they had good beer, but the service was awful, I would have reamed out our service staff, right? Like, that's not acceptable. Yeah. Like, you should only receive five-star service from us. Like, anytime you walk in the store, you should have all the service in the world. But if you're bitching about your five ounces of, your ten ounces of beer for $5 during a pandemic, yeah. And also, the fact that he was just stewing on that one part of it. So as you can tell, that is the one where I'm like, here's the response. Lady chewing on cigarettes with her cardamom porter, bring it all day. I will like. This is the one that gets you. That is the one where I'm like, that's the one. And I can tell that this guy, because here's the response. It says, hi, Rob. Thanks for the review. It was nice meeting you today. Our pricing is market value for the brews that we give back to the community. We keep our prices listed on our menu so folks know what they're getting. We're in the process of ordering larger glassware and hope to see you back soon. Thanks for stopping in. Oh, yeah. But then you put the blushy, smiley face, and that's when I know. That is my wife, Allison Wisniewski, who is uh, a social media manager in her full-time job and, like, really laid it on. Is that code? That is is totally, totally code. Code for what? Code for, like, come on, man. It's is good that, for that you. Typically that like is passive. That's passive aggressive. It's, it's exactly, social media. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are, that's what emojis. Oh yeah, dude. I didn't know that. Well, her saying like we are offering a market value, which you did, and the price was clearly listed before you ordered. Yeah. You so all it very that, well. And literally, if that dude was worried about price per ounce, if he had ordered three five ounce pours of the same beer, he would have gotten sixteen ounces for like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was Allison being like, "We read your review." We think it's we, bullshit. But we're they, trying to be kind. Do, yeah. yeah, you're an idiot. Anytime, anytime that you get a you get a response on social media that has a blushing smiley face. Also, that's the social media okay. manager being like, "I think you're out of line, that's but I enough. can't say that." This motherfucker's hand next to the glass is like, "What? What are you trying to prove by putting your hand?" Because it, first of all, like, I've been drinking out of these glasses this looks like a like four ounce taster glass and it looks like he has a baby hand yeah and it really does not do and honestly if that guy had said to be honest and here's a hot tip if you ever come in here if that guy had said listen i really like your beer please tell me about your sizing because i don't i don't know that it's necessarily worth it. it's an uncomfortable thing for a man to ask exactly Mm -hmm. i would have said 
here's why this is sized this way. But you know what? I'll give you I'll give you a comp on it because you're right. Like maybe it is a couple dollars, you know, and it's not even a couple dollars. Maybe it's fifty cents more than you would pay down the street. Sure. So why don't I do that? Like if he had just said, "Hey, I think this is more than whatever. Tell me about it." I would have talked to him, and he probably would have gotten a discount on his tab because I don't want to piss people off because right. I don't want those reviews. But that one was so hilarious that I was like, yeah. Moral yeah. of the story, speak up, people. Just say something. Just say something. In a all, nice way. All anybody wants to hear is, like, if you can just say it like, hey, this struck me as interesting. Can you tell me why you do this? Yeah. That's all you have to do. And then and then if the taproom staff says, no, I don't want to fucking talk to you, then you leave a bad review. But if they say, like, hey, we're in the middle of pandemic and these are the glasses that we could get for pretty cheap right best. now. Yeah. We're doing the best that we can. Yeah. 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 Fuck hey, the ass. Was there anything you guys want to want to plug before we get out of here? I don't know. I feel just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like you I've said have, a lot. Do you guys have distribution now? Like, people can buy okay, your beers so and stores and stuff? Okay, so we self-distribute. It's me always. putting, as a lesbian, as, as the lesbian. <laughs> the official lesbian. Of all lesbians. I don't know. I got nominated at the last lesbian yeah as a lesbian of all lesbians i saw it on the ballot yeah <laughs> i will say if there was anybody who could do that lesbian joke that we were talking about at the beginning tignataro she could fucking like nail it oh, yeah. yeah yeah for sure anyway, but well uh i would also argue you probably don't know our friend nancy norton uh-huh. but nancy norton is a regular opener for tignataro She's Boulder-based. Oh, winner of the great. Boston Comedy Festival and Seattle International. Nancy Norton. Nancy Norton. N O R A N. N O R T O N. Norton. Norton. Yeah. Like She's the, great. Like the antivirus software. I'm She's an amazing comic. Shit out of her. Like nationally recognized. She's she out of Boulder. She lives she here in town. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. She, she, and she's gay. It's a, and it's not even just that she's like. Oh, Is she gay? She no, she was she. Well, she that's, asked that question. I didn't know that. She used to be. She has a whole bit about it. Oh, okay, got it. She's oh, like, that's great. Yeah, she, Nancy Norton is absolutely amazing. I cannot recommend. Okay. That's very cool. Her okay, four stars. But anyway, as the for right now, until Nancy comes and claims the throne as the lesbian. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Uh, you were plugging something. Oh, you were you're you're the one that's self distributing yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am putting beer in literally the back of my Subaru Outback, which is the gayest car to ever exist. Right here, you're on brand. Yeah, and I'm delivering it to five six liquor stores in town. Which ones? Uh, so people know Molly's, both Molly's locations. Um, Wyatt's up in Longmont. Spirit Wine Provisions in Old Town, Arvada. And Hugo's in Cap Hill. Fuck yeah. Cool. Yeah. Go buy some Lady Justice beer. These guys yeah. are awesome. The yeah. beers are great. And uh, we love what they're doing here and what they represent. So, What do I want to plug, Corey? Great question. Uh, live shows are coming back. Yep. When? Do you know when? I really do miss live everything. As, yeah. a, as a musician, at my like heart and soul, not being able to, like, as we were saying, like yeah, yeah, music well, places I mean, are gathering places for yeah. People. Well, uh, the big like not m- having community is really hard. Specific venues like that are for entertainment; those are still a little slow right now. But since we run our own stand-up shows, like they're at like, places that we that can uh, hold people at a safe like capacity. I feel like right? stand-up is safer than music right now. 
Because you're not yelling, you're not projecting in a way. Oh, you've like, never uh, seen Derek Stroop then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can put a mask yeah. on as a one as one person on stage. You can put a mask on and probably pretty safely deliver. I mean, to be fair, like it doesn't land as well because so much of comedy is based on facial, facial expressions. expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't that's not right as well. But I do agree, it's a little easier, especially because you're only it's one person up there as opposed to having a whole band. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. spacing yeah. people yeah. out and all that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we will have live shows coming up. Check out our website, www.rotatingtopcomedy.com. Our first show, Oscar Blues in Boulder, is coming up. Yeah, as of right now, we've got a tentative date for that. Uh, We'll be back at Flight Co. Brewing very soon. February 21st is the tentative date for Oscar Blues, so keep your eyes out for when we'll be sending out a link. Uh, If you are on our newsletter, you'll have first access to that link. So as soon as we get the event bright up and people can start reserving tables, it'll go to our newsletter first, and then we'll be able to post about it on social media after. Yeah. Well, if you, yeah. I'm brewing here on Friday and Saturday, so if you just want to come and tell jokes to me while I do that, that's fine. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. Sounds totally. great. We'll basically just do I, this. I pay very little. That's okay. <laughs> okay. We work Most for beer. comedy does. <laughs> yeah, drink tickets, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. We had yeah. a great time. Well, Hope you did, too. Me. Yes, I did. I did. Very excited to get you I feel on. like this is really long. I'm sorry. No, no this, this is... I, I mean, feel that's like about average, but uh, <laughs> is it average? Am I average? Yeah, I'm yeah. average on so, my chugging. I know that now, so which is really average. upsetting. Well, there's a bunch of shit that I actually would have wanted to still get into you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, get in, get, like, get the conversation. We can going, do it but, again. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it again. Oh, we will. Well, I mean, we were super excited to have you because we do like we. I've never been here. I've never had your beer. We've never met, but yeah. the message that you've been putting across is something that we believe in. Yeah. So very happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, the message is something we believe in a lot, and that's actually something that's carried us in COVID is that people who haven't visited us before mm-hmm. are showing up for us because of that. So yeah. and that's all, Allison. And we're out. Allison's here. Thank Peace. you so much. Thanks. Boom.